I'm waiting on another dick joke because, like, <laughs> like last time. oh, that was perfect. It was yeah. perfect timing. Yeah, he comes in, he says, uh, "That was not my guitar, or that was not my penis. That was my guitar." Just so he was talking about the the notes that he plays for the guitar. Because oh, if you yeah. hear it, that's him, you know. And so, yeah. Anyway, but uh, <laughs> inside joke, you got to be there last week. Yeah. yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Third Fall Podcast. There's yeah. no dramatic applause this time. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> Terrific. I am Kyle Halfline Adams. I am the Heartbreak Kid, Logan Michaels. And today we are joined with the homie, Leonard Literacy. Leonard Literacy. Book it, book it, book yeah, it. Yeah. Book, no, I can't. I, should I say it like that? Yeah, you can say it like that. Okay. Book it. Shout out to Demtris and Brian. And all the good homies out there. Those guys made me. I wouldn't be anywhere. I'm just in my kid, bro. Yeah, yeah so thank you. Yeah, thank yeah, you yeah, no welcome yeah, to the show. Good to have you. I, I First like... guest on the Third Fall Podcast. Yeah, Third Fall for sure. That's I always kick out a two, so. Ah, so you didn't even, you didn't even get to the Third Fall. <laughs> it does always kick out a two. Um, so we'll just go over AEW's Dynamite for we just happen to watch that. Um, and then we'll just interview Mr. Literacy himself. Um, so, first of all, I guess we'll kick it right out the gate here. Um, kick it, son. AEW. <laughs> Deep cover, one, two, three. AEW. Well, let's whip out our handy-dandy notes here. Mm. How did we start this wonderful evening of a show? You guys have a huge book because that is a lot of notes. It's a lot of notes, man. <laughs> So we started like, off with the tag team tournament. Yeah. It yeah. was probably the best uh, match of the night. It Lucha was Bros Lucha and Bros and Private, Private Party. Party. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. And I take back what I said about Cassidy being a Genetti because he worked today. He did. He, he had some cardio. Ass. He was hitting so many moves and yeah. sequence. Yeah. Take it back. I'm sorry, bro. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, Cassidy. Uh, it's it's funny seeing uh, Logan Michaels have never seen like some of the moves that uh, Pentagon has thrown before. Crazy, and, man. He's like, oh shit! Like I haven't seen like three of these moves before. I swear, so, like I saw twenty new moves in just that one man. It was, <laughs> it was insane. Were, that sunset uh, crucifix power bomb deal from the slingshot off the ropes yeah. through the crucifix deal—that was crazy. Mm-hmm. That pump handle driver that uh, Pentagon hit. Mm-hmm. Some crazy trust to duck your head at that last minute for that driver. Um. So with them barely beating. Uh, private party. They like barely won. Um, or maybe I'm wrong. I feel like they barely won. Maybe I gotta watch it's it. Very again. back and forth for sure. Uh, they definitely hit the finisher. Like so, it was a it was a definite pinfall. But um, with them barely escaping, Jungle Party or uh, Jesus jungle Christ, party. <laughs> private party, private <laughs> private party. No, but Jungle. Uh, what was it? Luchasaurus Jurassic and Jurassic Express. Yeah. Wow. Jungle Bros. 
<laughs> They're all bros in AEW. <laughs> Not the original bro. Bro. Bro, that's an NXT bro. <laughs> so, um, with that, like, how do you plead a case with them going into this with uh, a or oh, almost. SCU. Almost, yeah, I gave that away. Sorry. Remember, this whole show spoilers for good. <laughs> yeah, whoops. <laughs> People have seen it probably. I already gave that away. Uh, so, like, with them going into the finals um, as the heels, they have momentum, but do you feel like, and with you, as uh, Leonard, as far as when it comes to booking, would you want to book Lucha Bros to squash or have a little bit more decisive finishes than what we've been seeing over the last few weeks? Uh, if, well, if... You were asking me as a booker, in a sense, I would say I would want the tag team division to look stacked and competitive. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't want it to be a one-way squash unless you're really building towards a huge storyline. That being said, uh, if you have a team that looks more dominant than any others so far, even just by looking at them, then yeah, I mean, it's okay to have a team kind of go one, you know, just through everybody until you get to the finish, you know, yeah. Yeah. until the, the finals, I mean. Yeah. Uh, so like with week one, uh, are you familiar with Marco Stunt? Yeah. And uh, uh, Jungle Boy. Right? Yeah. I've so, seen both. Um, and in that match, um, Brian was talking to me earlier about this, and he was saying like, why were why did the match go on as long as it did? Mm-hmm. It should have been like like shorter than like what they gave him on TV. I'm thinking that was the reason because uh, Luchasaurus. Who they probably wanted to spotlight more because he's pretty over just already when mm. this just started. He was supposed to be in the match, but then he had a hamstring injury yeah. last minute, and they still had that time to fill. Yeah, I feel like the match was good too. Mm-hmm. They still put on a good show. They did some crazy moves. This the Jurassic Express themselves. Yeah, I I think it's unique using Marco stunt. Yeah, and uh, they did what they could kind of thing. Yeah, the it looked like a tough contest, which is kind of weird because you'd think it'd be a one-sided match in a way, yep. especially since they lost Luchasaurus, who's like the powerhouse of the squad. But I think it still kind of pulled it off, and hopefully they... I think the the biggest part is they don't want to like kind of tarnish a squash match for the Jurassic Express, especially when Luchasaurus comes back. They don't want to kind of ruin any momentum that they have. You know, so they got to kind of put up a good fight. That's fair. And I feel like that's just AEW standard. Mm. They don't really do squash matches. Mm. Like once or twice I've seen maybe. Yeah. Uh, Only one so far to my knowledge, and that was the tag match with uh, Santiz and Ortana. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Just to show them off. Ortiz and Santana. Or that that one match with Jericho. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, that was like the one squash match. Yeah. Um. So then we have our, um, well, they gave that match a, a B. What what would you say? What, the the private party match? Yeah. Oh, dude, that would have been like a B plus, A minus for me. Okay, okay. I liked it. I thought it was really dope. Yeah. Good way to set the tone. Yeah, it was a good opening match. Uh, that is a good way you that set it up. top game. rope stomp was freaking crazy. Yeah. I thought he broke his back. <laughs> good Lord. Right, right. Um, so then, as you already know, the uh, next match is... Uh, the other side of the uh, bracket, SCU versus the Dark Order. Dark Order getting a bye, SCU getting the win, as we saw last week with Scorpio Sky. Um, I already spoiled it. SCU I mean, won. they kind of spoiled it last week too with the attack on them. Because <laughs> you know they're gonna they're setting up the finals rivalry right there. Yeah, that is true. But I liked right. it. I like the now there's animosity there in the finals. You know, there's it's more than just for the titles now. It's personal. 
Yeah. So I like that. It's always a good touch. Yeah. Shout out to Dark Order. Uh, one of the members being Evo Uno <laughs> and uh, Stu Grayson. Um, both. The uh, mean actually, Stu Grayson. It was my first time watching him. Uh, Evo Uno out there moving uh, like a luchador. Pretty big dude, though. That was pretty dope. Oh, didn't was this the match that Jericho in the inner circle? Yeah, that was that went one. up the stairs, so like, kind of like <laughs> took all the eyes off the match onto them, just walking yeah. up and getting their tickets, just holding I, out his tickets, and I they're going to get their popcorn and, and fucking probably alcohol for sure. Cause so midway in this like match, he's on the bubbly. right? Mid, midway in this match, um, they're working, and I think Kazarian's like trying to get offense going, and then you just see the spotlight come out of nowhere and hit. The crowd, and you see the inner circle just walking up the re- or the stairs, and the crowd just loses it, and everybody's yeah, just all eyes on Jericho now instead of the match. Shows you how good Jericho is, man. That's fucked up. Though. He's That's a little ch- champion. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, man. Thing is just messed up, man. It just stole that opportunity from somebody though. But nonetheless, they, yeah. they, after a while, once they got in their suite, the ma- eyes were back on the match, and you saw the finish. And it was a, a a much better finish, I think, this time <laughs> than the botched power bomb. Yeah. Oh, remember that one uh, move that they they miscalled as a counter, but it was just a oh. weird ass like end of days looking thing. Yeah. So Evo Uno, I think it was on Scorpio Sky. He put him in like it looked like he was about to do like a fisherman suplex type deal. Mm-hmm. Then he like rolled him up and like ended dazed him pretty much but it looked like scorpio was on top of him so they're like oh he countered it looked kind of like a rock bottom like a counter but yeah. <laughs> they're both like he countered but then he didn't get or the uh i think evil uno pinned scorpio for the yeah. two I, I always think the end of days uh finisher looked a little weird anyway you know it looks like as you're doing it the guys like you're about to give the, the guys about to give you a rock bottom but he falls backwards and you're like no 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 rock bottom me and then he rocks <laughs> yeah. bottom you know? But you're it giving it weird. to him, so it's like really weird. I don't know. I, mean, I thought it looks it can look damn good if yeah. you hit it right. That's for sure. Well, I mean, yeah, it it will look devastating, but to me, it just mm-hmm. looks a little funny. That's I like his deep six better. That could be a finishing yeah. move. Some... He's got. Well, I mean, good, if, he's got if good or Corbin has good like moveset, I mean, yeah. but for some reason, I just have never liked him. So, question number one: yeah. um, Have you ever caught a move and someone didn't know what it was in the middle of a match, and you had to explain it to him? <laughs> Afterwards, <laughs> like during, so uh, you're like, so you're like, D, for instance, like DDT, and they're like, what? And you're like, oh, uh, no, I mean, it's a, it's a <laughs> flippy thing. I'll show you guys a match I had. It was a couple years in Wisconsin, or a couple years ago in Wisconsin. Mm. I was wrestling uh, this guy. Uh, I'll just his name was Steve the Avenger, which I'm still trying to figure out to this day. What was he avenging? <laughs> But that's the a, Avengers movies. Yeah, so he didn't like him. So he said something about like before we went out there, something about like oh, I'm gonna hit an inverted suplex on you or something like that. I'm like, or the inverted. And yeah. I was like, okay, yeah. well, whatever that is, you know, sure. <laughs> or he, he said inverted DDT or something like that, right? Uh-huh. So we're going out there, and you know, the, the thing said inverted. Yeah. So I go up for a suplex because that's what I was thinking. Yeah. He was somewhat in plant DDT. So as I go up, he, he breaks your neck. Brings right right back down like really hard. <laughs> right, oh, right crap. Crap. So as soon as I said that I just put two together like, okay, I guess his inverted and implant was the same. <laughs> so that was kind of funny. 
No big deal. Uh, just, I'll you give know, you a little... Your life is at risk yeah, every you know. time there's a yeah. there's a missed move. <laughs> but I'll give you a, you know a little spoiler at the end. Uh, it didn't end well for Steve the Avenger. So. Oh, damn right. Uh-oh. Somebody needs to avenge him now. Yeah. No, nobody needs to avenge him. That's what happens when you don't pay your library fines. <laughs> All right. So what is dude. what is what is question number two? Oh, that was just it. Oh, okay. Go, yeah, we're going back <laughs> to AEW. <laughs> Still got AEW to cover, my man. You're here for the whole ride, motherfucker. <laughs> um, so then we see uh, Kenny dick. Omega. <laughs> Kenny Omega versus Joey Janela uh, in a... Third fight, I believe, they had. Yeah. Uh, two weeks ago, they had that AEW dark match. Yeah. AEW dark match. <laughs> I hit myself in the face with a microphone. And it was unsanctioned. Um, a dark match. So... As we saw, like, in the recaps, um, Omega just gives dude a, like, fireman's carry onto some chairs that were sitting upright. I don't like that spot. That spot grosses me out. It's it's very safe. What are you talking about? (laughs) What? (laughs) And those chairs are up. and Very comfortable. And Janela got that, like, suplex off the top of the top rope onto those chairs, like, on a spine. Ew, it made me cringe, man. Yeah. Golly. I don't know who started that. I seen Adam Cole take it once in a takeover. But I don't know about this match though, because like they went all out on those last two matches. Like, why did I just really felt like it was unnecessary to have this third match? <laughs> yeah, because they didn't really put over Janela anymore. Like, it was great to know that he like to showcase that he can just work on a normal match. Mm-hmm. But they could have added like another female match. I still gotta you know get to know all the female wrestlers. I think there was just one match with Britt Breaker. That was the only. Lady match, Man, I, I think I saw. <laughs> no, maybe now the rose is in a match too. I don't um, know. I get, I get it all mixed up with the dark because I was I just watched dark yesterday too. Oh, I did not. I think that's when now the rose was. Yeah, she got her first win. Um, what did I see after this? Uh, wasn't there a brawl between there, the inner circle? There was. Yeah, Cody right after, Rhodes uh, had the was right getting interviewed that, by yeah. Shivani. Yep. And uh, the inner circle's blowing air horns. Yeah, I thought that was funny. And Jericho's on the mic. Boo! Boo! <laughs> so they get up there. Um, who all comes out? Freaking Dustin Rhodes comes out. MJF comes out. DDP comes out. No way. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, they go up there to confront them. Uh, they, like, hide in the press box, like, behind this glass door. MJF gives Cody, like, the, the scarf that he wears all the time. Punches through the glass, opens up the door, and they have this sprawl brawl out in like the concession stands. It was it was good, man. It was a cool setup. What was funny is when MJF came out, Jericho's like, "What are you doing coming out here with that stupid scarf? Yeah, who wears a scarf? Who wears a scarf?" <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was great. Uh, um, but yeah. Oh, and Jericho's holding those tickets up too. After yeah. they all had a brawl, he pulls that ticket out. And he's like, "I had tickets." I had tickets in the whole commercial break. You just see him like pulling yeah. out his ticket. He's like plastered it against his face. And he made it stick against his sweaty face, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> he was on the bubbly for sure. Yeah. Just like Ric Flair was on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get into that. <laughs> that man was gone. That, it was great. Uh, more tag team action after that. Uh, Young Bucks versus Best Friends with Orange Cassidy out at ringside. I really hoped that he was in the match, but he was out at ringside. Whatever. Still introducing him. Yeah. He's going to be an acquired taste for people. I love him, but a lot of people probably have not seen him because it's pretty deep in the indie scene. Mm-hmm. But you man, oh. seen Orange Cassidy? Oh, yeah. I've yeah. seen Orange Cassidy. Yeah. Did you see that match when he worked uh, Darren Corbin? Yeah, I did. I did see the whole match. That was a uh, first? 
Yeah, it was yeah. Uh, for sale. Yeah. For it's so yeah. easy to be him, but it's so ingenious to think of that. So he deserves to be in that character, just mm-hmm. the fact that he made it up. Mm-hmm. It's great, man. Uh, I, I like diversity and, and the fact that yeah. Orange Cassidy can do something like that and you know draw people in. It's like it, it's he's yeah. an attraction. Yeah, you know I yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, he threw some super kicks. <laughs> to a some devastating shins. super kicks. Yeah. Did you see the one where uh, I think he was? Who was it? I think he was wrestling Warhorse, <laughs> and you know he's going for the hits or whatever. Warhorse is looking at the crowd, and all of a sudden he winds up. You know, he gives the crowd yeah. up for the super kick, yeah. and he goes to give the super kick, and Warhorse just walks away. And he just sits there just looking at his foot. He's, like, oh, well. He's looking at where he was, and then where he is now. He's back at where he was. It's just hilarious. I love when they cradle him to sleep. Yeah. And then he just rolls over to suck his thumb on, yeah. The, yeah. on the two count. Yeah. That was Good uh, shit. that English uh, carnival wrestling group, was it? Yeah. 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 I think it's just called carnival wrestling. Yeah. I think so, yeah. Because he, yeah, he went down for the one, two. And he rolled over it because he was just mm-hmm. you know, still sleeping. So. Yeah, that's a great yeah, idea for good. like an indie wrestling show, though. Like that's where it started from was the Carney circuits. Yeah, which good for him. Um, best friends versus Young Bucks, really good tag match. Chucky e. T, Trent Beretta, those are my guys. The confetti was pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah, dude, that was a good match. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. liked it. Um, that's I, it. <laughs> the hug. I think that's funny. Epic young hug, Bucks hug. Little, young oh, Bucks. the Young Bucks did yeah, hug. The young yep, Bucks yep, hugged. That's right. The, <laughs> they did the camera thing, and then the uh, best friends hugged. They did the camera thing. Orange Cassidy did a... It was like a trust fall type deal. Yeah. It was kind of like a coffin yeah. drop in a way. Yeah, because yeah, he had his hands in his pocket. pocket. Yeah. So he got his little spot in there. Mm. Um, love the finish, that little combo, like a triple combo move that mm-hmm. the Young Bucks usually whip out. Mm-hmm. Can't even remember what it all was. There's like... 450 splash, moonsault, and then there's something else too, right? Uh, the rolling, um, rolling thing thing. Uh, Centon? Like, uh, yeah. It's almost like a fireman's carry, but he, like, does a front flip. <laughs> Mr. Anderson's the deal. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Green right? Bay Green plunge. plunge. Yeah. yeah. So he does that, and then one gets hit with the 450, and then one gets hit with the moonsault. Moonsault, and, and that's usually. And that's the finish. It's fucking insane. Yeah. I still like the, um, what is the kiss you or like I don't know what it's called but like uh, uh, but basically uh, it's like the tombstone and then Matt Jackson Meltzer oh, driver. The Meltzer driver. driver yeah <laughs> great they, they didn't change your name on that again or no no they still call it the Meltzer okay. driver <laughs> <laughs> were they supposed to no I just thought they oh. you know, they, you know, they changed it for hmm. company That's purposes or whatnot but yeah that's funny and it was the the only women's match right uh, Britt Baker Coming back home to Pittsburgh. Yeah, that was wild. Against uh, Jamie Hayter, I believe. Yeah. Uh, export from the UK? Yep. From That's the, right. From the UK. Yeah, it was just a kind of a basic match, but got that lockjaw finish and got that <laughs> welcome home, kind of homecoming feel for Britt. I think she's going to be a really good, probably a top star for sure, if not already. I mean, they're trying to. I don't get like, I get it's a hometown thing, so whatever. I'm not going to complain about it. Um, you also have the uh, the Bucks accepting Santina and Ortiz's challenge at full gear. Good point, yes. That's right. That's right. That's uh, going to be a fucking yeah. match. Yeah. I'm excited for that. So mm-hmm. now we got um, the tag match. Um, by the way, <laughs> next week, 
We uh, get tag team champions between the Lucha Bros and SCU, which I think is. We don't. I thought that was gonna happen at Full Gear. Yeah, you'd think they wait like a week and just kind of hype it up. Yeah. Oh, they might. They might just say, "Hey, something happened." That's what I would do. Full Gear. Good point. They're giving us too much, man. They're giving us too much. It's too good. (laughs) But uh, what about Brandy? Remember she attacked Jamie Hayter backstage and then just had like this. Wicked witch like point, point like, with her like don't mess with me type deal long or like, finger and, like, <laughs> go to your room before I give you a whooping. Yeah, uh, I seen you eat the heel. last Twinkie, motherfucker. I don't really get why that like you ain't do your homework. What was the point though? I don't understand that because she yeah. wasn't even like out there, right? She was out there for she wasn't even out there the, for the whole show, right? No, I think she was out there for the Cody match and she got drilled by him. Yeah, why'd she attack Jamie Hayter, though? That's weird. Maybe, uh... Mm-hmm. Super weird. I wonder if it's gonna mention anything about it. I'm sure. Knows. Usually they like to, you know, actually use their storylines on, like, some other shows. <laughs> then it's the main event, right? Pac mm-hmm. versus Mox. That was an insane match, Ooh, honestly. it was a good match. Yeah, you got to catch that here. Mm-hmm. That was some dope shit. The funny thing right off the bat... Uh, as soon as was it Mox came out, the pyro hit, and that's when Pack attacked him with the with the chair. So it was perfect timing. It sounded like literally an explosion went off in his head, like a critical hit on Final Fantasy or some shit. Oh man, it was a super effective move for sure. Great match, <coughs> really well thought out stuff. Yeah, like uh, just very high impact, very back and forth. Uh, Pac looked like he got a majority of the offense on, and then as mm-hmm. soon as that uh. As soon as he hit the, um, I forgot the name of his move now. I can't believe that. The, is it the submission or the, the top rope? No, yeah. um, um, Moxley. Oh, oh Moxley. It's the Death Rider yeah. now. Yeah, or the Death Rider. So yeah. as soon as he hit the Death Rider, it looked like that was going to be it. Mm. And I was going to start counting down, you know, on the 10. Finally gets him over, gets kicked out, and then he goes back for another pin and yeah, yeah, and this ended in a draw, which really I good. think is a good move, because <coughs> these guys are just gonna prolong this dope ass rivalry now. And yeah, especially it, it makes sense to do that because you have two big name guys from a huge company that mm-hmm. were previously you know having their face all over the place on merchandise and and TVs and stuff. And I am working for another wrestling promotion. It makes sense to put those two together to you know, to get name to get viewers on, you know. They've done a really good job at, like, the storyline behind them and, and entangling Kenny Omega on it, too. It's mm-hmm. almost like a triangle kind of feud here. Isn't Mox, yeah, isn't Moxley and Omega supposed to work at Full Gear? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but Pac kind of got involved the last couple of weeks. and But it, it looks like they're kind of, like, there. trying to, yeah, it looks like they're trying to, like, well, I don't care what you think. I want to go after him. And uh, he he's saying the same thing, so. He's, like, he cut a promo, I think, on uh, Being the Elite. He had, like, his face all bloody from the last match when uh, Mox turned on him in the tag match. And he's like, I've done nothing but try to be, like, but help you out. I don't know what your deal is kind of thing like that. And he's like, I served Kenny Omega on a platter when he hit him with the chair before. And uh, he replaced him and beat Kenny Omega when, when he couldn't perform at the yeah. pay-per-view. So, like, he had, like, points right there. I think that's actual storyline that you can go off of and be like, yeah, that's, that's kind of true. So you kind of get that. He's such a good heel, though, man. He's such a believable... Yeah. Bastard, that's great, man. Like yeah. I, I love it. He's one of those guys that I'm so glad that it got out of WWE because it would have just been that Neville character the whole time. Yeah, no, like, he uh, wouldn't have had time to show his personality. <clears throat> the, uh, the king of the cruiserweights. Like, I thought that was like, such a huge push for him. Like, it was yeah, that really was like well placed the and... beginning. Well, I wouldn't say the beginning of Pac because I heard he was like that. Yeah. Before all the WWE stuff, 
but like he actually got to be himself a bit or like who he wanted to be as a character i yeah. guess but i like the tie to tie back in to the last match um just because they're both undefeated too so and they want to do the whole wins and loss matters they have tag team losses now but yeah. those are separate they're keeping everything like separate they have trios <coughs> tag team and singles all different but then they show total records and stuff at the end that's good so they still have like one in the column but the singles wise they're undefeated and i think it's cool to have a, that owen one instead of the, the the one interesting so apparently hmm uh it just says don't touch me so uh, they bumped into each other or she got attacked Oh, is this Brandy Rose? Yeah, yeah. Don't touch me! <laughs> I don't feel very good right now. Yeah, I don't know. Mm, um, yeah, but that was AEW. Um, it was a good show. The tag matches. Once again, another tag-heavy match or show. Yeah, they're really showcasing tag and two for stuff. two. Last week was really tag-heavy too. Oh yeah. Mm. They're just. I think they're just trying to get everybody as much time to get familiar with the superstars. And I think it, you can utilize a good tag team match with like people that aren't quite actually tag teams, like what they did last week. I think that was a really good way mm-hmm. to prolong a storyline and get. <laughs> I love when like one person's feud intertwines with somebody else's feud and everything like that, because like just adds more fluidity and legitimacy to actually the story that you're trying to tell. Right. Right. And continuity. Um, do you watch much AEW? No, I don't have a TV. I, I'm usually in a library. <laughs> kind of hard to watch when you don't have a television. But yeah. I will tell you what I've been watching is NWA Power. Okay. Yes. That show is beyond amazing. Tell us a bit about that. That would be dope to know. I've been uh, So far, I've up to, to episode three, but yes, you can go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no. I just heard it was uh, very old school-like <clears> and <throat> shot in a studio and stuff. I've just been curious. I haven't got around to, to watching it. but Funny thing is, is uh, you know, Billy Corgan was heavily into TNA and you know, trying to bring impact to mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, to the forefront and stuff, but it looks like he's the executive producer on this show. Okay. So I think he's like, you know, bringing the old legacy of NWA and bringing it to the forefront. And man, I tell you, it's it's an amazing show. It's like roughly an hour, you know, uh-huh. Uh-huh. but like they actually have people in the old studio audience, like it used to be back in the, you know, back in the 70s and 80s, and they would just pander to the crowd there, you know. They'd have their three or four matches on the show, maybe two or three. Some of them would be, um, you know, enhancement matches, but it would help bring out the characters, you know. It doesn't really seem like it's scripted even, you know. Like, even Jim Cornette says a couple things on there that were like, really? Yeah. like. I think I heard it wasn't scripted. Yeah, and that, that you know, honestly, that makes it even better because, mm-hmm. like, it brings, it makes wrestlers really work, you know, for it. Instead of just, yeah. here's a piece of paper, here's a script, read this. And it's like, it might, it might, like... You may look at a script and you're like, is this really me? Like, if I am I really even saying this? Is anybody really get what I'm trying to do here? Right. Is anybody get my objectives? And right. no. And actors always, add, well, the really good <clears throat> actors always get to ad lib and yeah. do things like that yeah. too. So it's like, it should be like, if you want the help, there should be someone out there to help you get your dialogue right. If you don't feel confident enough to write your own good pro, like a good promo, mm-hmm. but if you're confident in it, I think you should be able to sit down with your agent and tell them like, hey, I kind of want to do something like this and can you like vouch for me kind of deal and just rip a good promo you know like I feel like they should trust more superstars at least in the big leagues I don't know how it is in the independence as much as well I mean on independence it's kind of the same thing like they can't yeah. give you I mean I can understand if a promoter's like here here's the way I'm trying to go with this mm-hmm. I need for I need you to get from A to B just do it yeah. you know 
and you're like, okay, you may get a script and you have to read it verbatim, you know, usually most promoters like that. But otherwise, if you can just come up with something unique and different and catching, you know. Gonna to the burn crowd. it down. Yeah, you know. But I mean, like, if you usually come up with something like that, then that's good. But mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, I've just been enjoying the hell out of it. You know, I used to watch it when I was younger and I've seen it again. You know, they have that old style flair with the new with the new crew and stuff. And mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it's really amazing. Is like the, the, the match type kind of like you're watching an old school ring? Is the pacing of the match kind of slower and the heels are kind of a bit more like stalling for time kind of like how back was in the 80s like does it kind of have that feel or is it still kind of like balls of the wall kind of wrestling that you see today a lot in the indies and well i mean it's it's a little mixture of the two like certain matches have that feel uh this last women's match i just saw they kind of Mm -hmm. went balls to the wall it looked like a a, you know a regular indie match or awe match or yeah you know like they kind of were doing 450s and stuff. I'm like, I'm actually oh, wow. surprised they were able to do all that stuff. But I mean, I'm not surprised because they're, you know, the, the right. best of the best, you know. But it's really showing that prestige of the NWA, you know, the titles and the championships and yeah. how they actually mean something. And mm-hmm. enhanced matches actually enhance the superstars. So by the time people were getting beat, you know, on the shows, you didn't know who was going to win by the time the pay-per-view happened because everybody's been beating all these guys that were, had no names or anything. You right. Know? Okay. But, yeah, I just that's a good uh, – Good suggestion if you plan on watching it. Where do you watch this at, though? I watch it on Facebook and YouTube. Oh, yeah. okay. so It's free, huh? Free, yeah. yeah. Absolutely free. I think it's a really good like strategy. <laughs> I always thought of just having like a completely online kind of show. Because you, yeah. you can literally just make it in studio. Yeah. Like what NWA is doing. Like I think it's a really good idea. And something that I'm surprised hasn't really been done too much. I mean, Defiant Wrestling was basically like that, too. Yeah. yeah. I but, mean, you don't get the whole like flair with... You know, pyro with music, you know, entrance like videos and yeah, the, you know, and you don't get you know, a lot of system. music or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I mean, actually, what am I talking about? You do get music because Dokken's playing Into the Fire yeah. at the opening theme. Like, <laughs> you, you know, can't beat that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, on Facebook or YouTube, NWA Power. I'm going to yeah. look it up because I'm, I'm really big into wrestling. So seriously, watch the <laughs> first like episode. And, yeah. yeah. Watch the first episode, go all the other three and you're like, I actually like this. Okay. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we will take a quick break because I am thirsty. I'm going to open up some windows because it's hot as hell in his office. Uh, and then I'm melting! When we come back, Logan Michaels will not melt. And then we I will hope talk be a puddle. with uh, Leonard Literacy himself. Uh, you got any catchphrases or anything? I have a couple. I mean, as you heard one this, this past Saturday, you never judge a book by its cover. Yeah. Until it covers you. Good. Oh, that's good. I like that. Whoa. Okay. A couple of things to think about there. What about Wubba Lubba Dub Dub? Hell of a catchphrase. <laughs> Rub my tub, <laughs> bud. <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be back, guys. Unwinged <laughs> Angel on the steal. Omega makes the cover. He's got the leg. The shoulders are down. And Kenny Omega wins one hell of a wrestling match here on... AEW, this dark program's getting pretty damn good, man. Oh, this match. songs for wrestlers. That would Should, be man. the best. Roughly, they make like two to four hundred dollars. Really? Yeah. I wish they they don't just have like one guy anymore. It looks like, but it looks like they reach out to bands a lot to make theme songs now. It, de- it depends on the re- wrestler's preference too. Like they're like, hey, I want the band, you know, through this guy, whatever. They'll give him an exclusive, which is fine, you know, whatnot. But yeah, thank you. CFO make a lot of uh, WWE themes now. He oh. makes all their themes. I know there's a guy in Texas that does. 
CFO money sign. We go like find them on like uh, huh. Spotify and uh, YouTube and. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. I've yeah. seen some playlists and shit. Uh, and he has all their theme songs. Yeah, I Google themes theme songs on Spotify. I'm huh? that guy. As much as I can. <laughs> <laughs> So is this the second fall, technically? Yeah, I guess so. That or when I'm about to take a number two, I usually listen to video game boss themes. Hell yeah. Do you? <laughs> yeah. It makes it seem like it's a boss I'm about to get into. Jesus, what? It's a boss battle. Talking to the mic. It's a, it's a boss battle. What? Oh, God. Dude, sometimes you got to amp up in the gym. I'm telling you, yeah. And then you, like, Sorry. I've done it before. I've gotten like that... Final Fantasy Nine boss battle that I couldn't beat, and I needed to fucking rep some shit out in the gym. And oh yeah, I'm, I'm jamming just to do it, man. Next time you gotta do number two, and you feel a brewing, but it's a video game, just blast it and just start going to town. All right. Well, talking to the mic once again. Hello. I'm not gonna <laughs> tell you again. Okay. Just kidding. Three strikes. Uh, yeah. So uh, Leonard Literacy here wants to wants us to play a game. Can you please he explain the game to our audience. To play a game. <laughs> Did you like to play a game? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I, like to, I like to play games. Oh, oh man. All right. Oh, uh, so the game is called Cut That Promo. Cut That Promo. Yay. Yay. Pretty much the name of the game is, is uh, it's a little game I play on the road trips. But uh, what you do is you get one person who is person A, the promoter. Goes to person B and tells them what they're going to be cutting a promo on. You get 30 seconds. The promoter tells you uh, to say if you're a good guy or a bad guy. You have to put over yourself, the person you're wrestling, and whatever situation you are placed in. For instance, you could say uh, you are wrestler A. You're going to be wrestling wrestler B in this match. And just go from there. You can wing it as much as your imagination can carry. You can... uh, Come up with any name you like, any voice you like. And the objective is to, again, put over yourself, your opponent, imaginary or not, and the title. That sounds fun. Yeah. Sounds like we're going to have a good little time. Do you want to start us off first? Show us how it's done. Okay. I can do either or. Uh, give me one second here. So do we give you suggestions or do you just cut something? You can right do off that. Otherwise, I, yeah, I can cut my own. I mean, it's obviously either work, but you have to at least get to thirty, 30 seconds. seconds. Okay. So I, I know I, thirty seconds may seem like nah, not, it's an eternity when you're just yeah, it, it really does, yeah. But that's the point of it because you can have yeah. fun with it, you know. Yeah. You at least have to try to get over those three things or four or whatever it is, you know. So for instance, I was in a car ride recently and I gave the uh, the thing of okay. You are in a tag team match, so you have to say who you are and your tag partner or the tag team name. Roughly, you want to try to identify who it is because you can make the story out of it. And we're going to be wrestling this team over here. Uh, it's a um, over-the-top ladder match, so the point of the match is you have to climb up one side of the ladder and you have to climb down the other side. That's all it is. You just climb up one side and go down the other. If you get your foot on the last step and the ladder falls over, you have to do it all over again. <laughs> the stupidest, again, it's the stupidest match Quite ever. Because like, all you're just climbing up one side of the ladder, turn around and climbing down the other side. That's all it is. Like, it makes no sense. What was the point of the it's ladder? It's like a cage you know? match. It's just like a cage <laughs> match. And, yeah, it'd be kind of funny because if you're a bad guy, you just get a two foot ladder. Like, just climb up and go right back down. Oh, yeah, get the little way. giant out there. You know, but no, I, I just think it's kind of funny. But um, yeah, that's pretty much it, though. Uh, let's see here. Let me get a timer. This game's already stupid. 
How is it stupid? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Always hating, Kyle. Always hating. Okay, so do you guys want me to go first or? Uh, you choose, I guess. You're the guess. Your game. No, fuck it, I got it. Okay, let's do it. I'm a couple. Right. I'm well, just gonna rip it off the fucking dome. All right. Well, it'll be 30 seconds. I'll have your clock here for you. You are a. I would say you're a bad guy. Nice. And so you are. You are wrestling. I'm the heel. Yep, you are the heel. You can. You are wrestling anybody you want. You guys have been in a feud for three months, and it started with because of your girlfriend. So you don't have to say your girlfriend's name. You just have to say, okay, I've been, you know, it's been brewing since this long, and because of my girlfriend or whatever. So you're a bad guy. The face took your girlfriend. Bastard. <clears throat> um, I'm already heated up, man. Yeah, and it's pretty much the end match. So it's the rubber match. It's the match to end all matches between the feud. So that's your motivation. You guys got to at least come up with your name, your opponent's name, and what you plan on doing to them, all within the 30 seconds. So you can name up a funny name for your finisher. You can say you're going to take your girlfriend back. You can keep her. Like, she's not going to want you you know, back after whatever I do to you. Like, be as crazy as you want, you know. Dope. Let your imagination I can do crazy. Free. Yeah. I can definitely do crazy. <laughs> Again, you can do any voice you want, anything. <laughs> so, all right, I'll give you a couple seconds to meld on that. So Marinating on it for a little bit. Yep. So, just a couple months. Face took your girlfriend. There you are. Okay, so let me know when you're ready. Ready. All right, five. We'll count it down. Five, four. Kyle? Three, two, one. Go. Go. Now listen here, El Gringo Loco. I know what you did with my girl three months ago. When you're supposed to be in that tag match with me, I saw after the match you left early with my girl, and she now has herpes explain that my friend i'm going to show you what it's like to get herpes and then beat the shit out of the guy who gave you herpes <laughs> that's a 30 seconds that's that's it that's good in the middle of that squared circle brother <laughs> okay i didn't say my name my name is dynamite <laughs> And I will show you that I'm more dynamite in the bedroom and in the ring once I hit my flippy floppy drop on you. <laughs> All right. So and is it because your name is because your name dynamite is because you exploded the herpes out? Like, <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah, that's probably what it was. Okay. <laughs> it's incurable. I'm sorry. <laughs> as much as I want to try. Pitch right. gimmick gets booked to be champion. Kyle. <laughs> Cuts promo. Unless you go do it. Clockwise. I can go. It's fine. Wait, what do you think? Kyle, you got to go first. Okay. Okay. Fine. You got to go, man. You got to right, go so, next. Uh, Kyle is in a cage match. Oh, gosh. Ooh. Serious. Yeah, cage match because your opponent was constantly running away in the last match you guys had. So you are the good guy and you're wrestling a bad guy. Okay. That is all. That is all? That's all you get. So you got to try to come with your name, your opponent's name, and what you plan on doing in the cage match, or your motivation for at least winning it. So I gotta say my name. My you gotta come up with name. a name, any name you want, and whatever your opponent's name is. It could be any name you want either. Okay. All right. Okay. You have thirty seconds. You got the last thirty seconds. You got at least talk and give us some story. You know on who you guys are and what you plan on doing in the cage match. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, let's calm down. <laughs> you ready? 
Okay, I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> Four, three, three two, two, one. Go. I've had it. I'm tired of running. I'm five foot overweight. I'm, I've had it. It's time that we settle this in a cage match. Me and you one-on-one at the AFW <laughs> in front of all the senior citizens. <laughs> no. Um, dang, 30 seconds is a long time, though, isn't it? Yeah. I already lost the challenge. Damn, dude. We're live, pal. Oh, God. Wah, wah, wah. You said his name? Was that your name? Yeah. I didn't even say the guy's yeah, name. Yeah, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't say your say, name or the guy's I name. I didn't say my name. All I know is I'm tired of running. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so that cage match. You're tired of running. Gonna... You're five foot nothing in a steel yeah. cage. Yeah. Which that's all you're gonna win in front of a bunch of senior citizens. Yeah, because that's all we get booked for. Okay. Like, who wants to see me wrestle? I'm five foot. Oh, come on, man. All these eighty year olds with dementia, baby. They don't even know that you wrestle. Yeah, we wrestle for these senior citizens at oh. the. Uh... <laughs> Like, don't give a shit, like, about life anymore. I mean, it's more excitement, though. They hear the explosions in the background. (laughs) The pyro goes up. (laughs) Boo, boo, boo. It wakes them up, at least. It's just people with a bunch of those little pop things that you throw on the ground. Pop (laughs) rocks or whatever. Yeah. All right, so you guys can uh, come up with mine if you like. Mm. Jesus Christ. I can't. I know the stipulation. I thought it was going to be easy as hell. I think we should make you the baby face. Okay. But he's already a baby face. Oh. I mean, I, I, could, I could, I've done e- either or. You know what? We'll make you heal. Okay. We'll make you heal. And you're fighting against someone you've had a rivalry with for. Well, I mean, you, you guys can come oh. with the name if you like. Like, I, I kind of made it easy uh. to have you guys come with anything. So, hmm. you guys can come with the whole entire story. You can say what my name is. What, what like, should whatever. his opponent's name be? Uh, he has to make that up himself. I, I can. It's up. Like it said, yeah. you're the promoter. You can be whatever. Yeah, he has to make it up himself. I know the stipulation is though. Okay. The loser has to wear a tutu. Tutu. Okay. Tutu match. Yeah. On a pole. Tutu, tutu on, a on a pole, pole. match. Okay. <laughs> and uh, you've been feuding with this guy for quite some time. I'd okay. say good, good five months. Culmination oh. of a lot of fierce anger. Okay. That has to end in a tutu, because you guys used to fight back in ballerina class. <laughs> And, uh, Not really close, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just riffing now. No, it's okay. <laughs> right. But that's where it stems, so I'll let Two-two you come match. up with the names because I'm lost for words okay. there. You anything else, Kyle? Uh, no, I think you covered it. 2-2 on a pole match. Five-month uh, Five feud. feud. All right. Yep. Um, and it's all, all because of fierce the Competition in, in ballerina class, dude. It happens, oh, man. man. It's competitive. Yeah. Uh, now they're taking in the ring. <laughs> Wait, when they said they were tag team partners? They were tag team partners? They used to be a tag team called the Terrible Tutus. Okay, okay. So I used to be a tag team. You split up. (laughs) So you would think the winner would have the tutu on, but no, now the tutu is shameful. They used to wear it as a tag team, but they don't want to go back to the way they used to be. Okay, all right, I got it. Yeah, you got it. (laughs) Should I do the 30-second thing then? He's got it up here. Oh. Yeah, I got it. We'll count you down. We'll get you then. Five. I might go over a little over 30 seconds, but that's That's fine. all right. That's perfect. Okay. Do what you got. Five, four, three, two, one. Go. My name is Skip Too Tall. I'm 5'8 and weigh 135 pounds. Wow. Now, me and Terry Riss 
used to be tag team partners. And we used to wear. We, we used to wear. We're live, pal. Shame. We used to wear tutus That's right. in our tag matches. And you know what? Ever since you broke up with me, my life hasn't been the same. And it wasn't because of the tutu. It was because of you, Terry Riss. I know you like to tell people that you're not a terrorist, but that's what your name sounds like. You know what's going to be more humiliating than having a name Terry Riss is you wearing a tutu. And for five months, I've been dreaming about nothing but this match. So don't worry. Skip too tall won't be in no tutu because it's too tall and too small for me. Hey, yeah, that was good, man. Yeah, was 55 good. seconds, he crushed it. Yeah, he got almost a whole full minute. I mean, you guys messed me up. <laughs> yeah, you stumbled on the tutu part. True, true story, though. Yeah. I think there was one point in time where uh, a promoter uh, told you to just say, like, three lines, and you end up talking for, like, three minutes. Yeah, yeah. he wanted me to say <laughs> It wasn't a whole three minutes, but it was, like, 40 seconds longer than it should have been. But, and yeah. you skipped on the uh, innovation title tournament part. Well, I, I meant... I, I, I re-got it back, but yeah, I yeah. it's hard to say, like, Innovation Title Tournament. I know. I keep wanting to say, innovation like, title tournament. because they had a Prospect Cup, yeah. I keep wanting to say Innovation Cup, and you're like, this ain't a cup, and I'm like, oh. Well, I mean, well, yeah, well, I mean like, I, like <laughs> during, during that, I was having a hard time saying, is that Innovation? Like, because I'm used to saying Innovational or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think it's like Innovative Title. Tournament. Innovative Title, yeah. Or Innovation Title? No, it's Innovative Title. Innovative Title? Okay. It's an innovative title, innovative title tournament. So it is a mouthful, but yeah, yeah, damn, yeah. quite the mouthful. Good yeah. stuff, though. Um, so third fall podcast, Kyle Halfline Adams, Logan Michaels, Logan Michaels, uh, joined here with Leonard Literacy. Leonard Literacy. <laughs> uh, so for you, we'll start off just with your roots. Um, what got you into professional wrestling? <clears throat> well, besides watching it from a very young age of seven or eight, I uh, was, I guess, in the early stages of watching Monday Night Raw, mm-hmm. you know, when it kind of first aired on USA. Yeah. So I kind of got my fill of it, and what really kind of caught my eye to it was the match with uh, One Two Three Kid, or as you know, just a no-name jobber mm-hmm. yeah. against um, Razor Ramon. Yeah. He ended up pulling out the victory, and he won. And Razor Ramon was pissed. Yeah. The next following weekend, he said, I'll put $1,000 on the line for you. I just want you back in this ring. He came out there. He hit the moonsault, which changed my life. And I'm like, that's going to be the move I want to hit. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Later on, he became the shooting star press. But I was like, uh, backflip's more reasonable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot more reasonable. But, yeah, you know, I mean, like, he, he hit the moonsault. And then he didn't get the one, two, three. And all of a sudden, he just took the money and ran. And I remember, uh, sorry, I remember Jerry the King's commentary on that and he's like he's probably at home in his mom's bed right now counting all that money and, and everything like that and it's like <laughs> i believe it, that, it like it made you like man that's actually what really happened you know mm-hmm. and you made you you know stay focused on the next coming weeks and stuff you know and, um, uh, and they end up tagging and you know becoming bigger than what they were you know later but you remember the um the true like story behind that was scott hall getting a concussion no, I didn't know that. Really? No. Yeah, he hit the moonsault, and I think one, two, three kid like need him like in the head. Like, oh, well, it did look so, cool, Yeah. And so like, um, if there was that match, <clears throat> if not, I might be like mixing the two. Because I mean, he did have another match where he did hit it. Yeah. And, and, right. And, you know. Yeah. I think when it happened, they called that audible. Yeah. If I was correct, and then they saw the pop that it got, so then they did it on TVs. Right? Okay. I think so. Something but, like that. Like Scott Hall did get a concussion because he like, wanted him to put over. He told he told Sean like to grab the money, 
and like he didn't know like what was going on. Oh in the yeah, process. Shogun, right, yeah, right, and yeah. so like you see like um, um, oh yeah, and so you see like them chasing each other. That was so, part of that match, and, yeah. Yeah, yeah. freaking Razor like added him through the, the rest of the match basically, yeah. and just yeah. told him to get the fuck out of there with the, with the money. That's all he had to do left, you know. Dude, man, just acting on instincts. I, yeah. I think that's what uh, Kurt had to do with Brock too. Yeah, when he shooting starred himself to oh. death almost. Yeah, that was brutal. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, with with hearing about stuff, well, I should say, like when you first started getting into wrestling as a, a pro, uh, pro wrestler. Well, don't forget our time together, Kyle. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did wrestling uh, in a church parking lot and we, stuff. Oh, oh damn! Yeah, so like we we used to go to open like. Uh, <laughs> How are you guys walking? <laughs> so so first things first. The only reason why like we even found this place is because we were getting into trouble in the first place, and we needed like an escape. So we so we hung out at this church, right? Yeah. And it ended up being like really dope, like cool, like you know. Um, so we start playing basketball there, and then like they had these like pads or like mats, and then oh. we like suplex each other or wrestle each other and stuff on there. And, and then we, when it was locked up, we'd go usually go outside in the parking lot, and they had the fence area, so we pretend it was a cage. Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I had a trampoline. That was where I got all my wrestling oh, in. Really? I had like those. Uh, Three foot, maybe two foot, uh, Macho Man, Goldberg, WCW dolls. Uh-huh. That'd be uh, like listen my to money bags over here. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're sitting on the ground, yeah. uh, hard grass. Yeah, I mean, daddy body for me. We're taking, yeah. we're taking suplexes on brick and concrete. <laughs> I'm sitting here. We're, we're doing it hardcore. Yeah. You guys, yeah, you guys are deathmatch yeah. stuff. Yeah. You so know? Like, I'm a purist. I just wanted to fly high, man. <laughs> we also, we also had a. Uh, 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 we lived in an apartment complex, and we had complex wars because it was, like, 29 and then 28. So, like, you had, like, 2936, 2904, 29, whatever. And you had, like, 2804, 28, yeah. like, whatever. And so we would have those big-ass wars, and we would fight in the middle of the parking lot. And, like, I took a rock bottom on someone's car and put a dent on it, and then we ran away. Oh, fuck. <laughs> that person hit rock bottom that day. Goddamn. <laughs> They Damn out, kids they, in their WWF. Yep. Yeah. They broke out their hood bent and they probably went to work and got fired that day. And so like yeah. They totally hit rock bottom. The Snowballed. They went to the movie theater and they got to pay for one ticket. Like they nothing just else see a big ass back dent yeah. on their hood. Like, <laughs> Yo, my mom caught me. Uh, I was about to jump off the deck onto that trampoline. She, like I was literally about to jump and give that macho man a macho man elbow drop. She's like, what the hell are you doing? Damn. Get down from there. You're not watching it anymore. <laughs> and I gave her the middle finger and I stunned her. <laughs> oh, no. Damn, She's playing damn, love damn, you, mom. What? 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 Fuck it, gas, mom. But, uh, no, I mean, uh, like we, we played a little bit, you know, then. And uh, that's when my, I kind of got right back into it again. It was around the Attitude Era. And mm-hmm. my main inspiration for watching every Monday and, you know, Thursday during that time was The Rock. The Rock was a key person that made me just gravitate towards wrestling because the guy can literally walk out after just you know hearing his music. He doesn't have to say anything. He just stands there and just looks at the crowd and look. The, yeah. yeah, you know, and it's just he's captivating. And then yeah. he'd get on the turnbuckle, say three lines, and then just have the crowd. Finally. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, it. but it was just that. It's like I just want to be able to do that. You know, to literally have the audience just yeah. eat out of your palm and it was you know it's it was cool. hard as a teenager because you have well for me in michigan it had no real out you know like outlets for it so finally when i was able to 
want to see around the 16, 17, I popped on this public access show mm-hmm. and saw these two teenagers talking at a desk with a belt in front of them. Like, oh, okay, I wonder what that is. And then turn up the volume. It's a local, you know, backyard wrestling promotion that's, oh, uh, hey, we're, we're wrestlers and, you know, we're yeah. da da da. And they show matches from previous weeks in somebody's yard. And I'm like, that's really crazy. It's actually, actually pretty cool, you know. Yeah. So I'd call in and pretend to be a character. And, of course, I'd, always, I'd get made fun of because nobody really knew who I was. <laughs> I'd call in and, you know, say, I'm going to do this, this, and this. And they kind of had fun with it, you know, like. Was this the Insane Clown Posse's wrestling show? <laughs> it is from Michigan, right? <laughs> no, no, this, this is here in Minnesota. This I was, I was here then, but. Shaggy 2 dub, hell of a drop yeah. kick. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Balls. Is that uh, MPW? Uh, no, that was, uh, it was XPW at the time. Okay. So then, uh, after some, you know, dispute or whatever, it kind of broke off into two promotions. One was NIW, and then one became uh, EC, er, sorry, EBW. Okay. Extreme Brutal Wrestling. Yeah. So I wrestled for e- EBW for a while, and then it turned into MCW. Okay. So uh, Minnesota Championship Wrestling. So who... I, like, is there, did you, go, did you go to a school? Did you get a trainer? So, originally, no, I did not go through those outlets. Um, mm-hmm. I just figured I'd do it on the fly, which is not the way to go. It's really best to go to a wrestling school and learn from trained professionals because mm-hmm. you could really hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. But, um, so I did that for a while, you know, kind of getting the the notion of how to do it, you know, and thinking I had everything down the right way when it went, you know, which I didn't. Young and dumb, you know. Mm-hmm. But, um. You know, I started going to seminars more and more. Uh, I went to a couple here. One was in Minnesota. It was uh, Small Joe's, uh, Austin Aries. Nice. They would do one in Lenny Lane, um, North. Uh, Rain and, um, sorry, uh, Rain and Signic Mondo, you know. Okay, kinda, yeah, yeah, yeah. They kind of did a, a thing together when they were together here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, originally, when I started in the backyard, they did end up hiring a trainer who was the, uh, the head trainer of Ken Patera's camp. Okay. His name was uh, Jason Vane. And Matt Burns, who was getting out of wrestling, was also a boxer as well. So he showed us the basics of how to bump, suplex, body slam, and stuff like that, you know. Yeah. Even though we were still kind of practicing ourselves, I took more to his, you know, liking of his training because it was actually legit, you know. Mm-hmm. And when I first got there at, e- uh, at e- e- EBW, they were like Irish women on the right arm and stuff like that. But, you know, once Vane came in and started showing us everything, it started, you know, gravitating towards that. So it totally just changed the game of okay maybe this training is legit you know like yeah. you actually do need it yeah um, so from there kind of went on and off working for different wrestling promotions and stuff and then till finally the school of the, the academy school of professional wrestling showed up yeah. so I kind of waited a year but I was able to finally get in went to a couple of seminars with Cole Cabana Shelton Benjamin Christopher Daniels and learned from Ken Anderson myself yeah so. I'm not. I haven't graduated from there yet, but I will. Yeah, soon enough. Is, uh, with uh, your backyard training and stuff, is uh, wrestling school easy? Uh, it's not for everybody. Like, uh, I meant for you. I'm sorry. Like, uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> definitely not easy. To well, I mean, I mean, person. like, I, I was physical when I was a teenager, so it kind of helped. You know, like I did a school. Um, so I did a swimming in high school. And diving. So that's where a lot of my aeroacrobatics comes from is from diving. Mm-hmm. So I'm able to do like the moonsaults in the 450s. Okay, and yeah, like that. that's so, cool. But that helped, you know. I mean, not everybody can really do that in the ring. Mm-hmm. But like it helped get a notion of, hey, I can do this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. I can incorporate this, this, and this. And mm-hmm. work from there. But I always had an idea of what I always wanted. Because, again, I mean, like you said, you played the games where 
you're able to sit down and make your own creative wrestler and make the moves and stuff like that. Yeah. And you, you you try to imitate that or you'd watch, you know, a SmackDown or Raw and try to imitate, imitate that as well. But yep. now since the wrestling scene is so um, saturated with just everybody doing everything, yeah. it's kind of hard to be original and new nowadays. Very. So. But wrestling, going to a wrestling school actually helps. You know, it helps, it gets, yeah. at least helps you get the basics down. Yeah. You know, and that's yeah. what you mainly need. You can always branch off and do whatever you like. But if you don't have the basics down, nobody's really going to look exactly. at it. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, how did, so was it primarily the seminars and that backyard wrestling is where you got like the practice time since? since you could you, say that. I mean, I, I did, you could say like doing that, even though I thought it was cool back then, you know, it kind of like was just grinding my gears, you know, unless. Yeah. Because when I left, I didn't really hear about any schools or anything uh, until the academy showed up. Yeah. Like, so MPW just closed down their doors. And I was like, man, I was saving the money to go to that, but now I can't anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then again, I didn't, it's maybe on me because I didn't go out around and ask people. But then again, nobody really was extending the olive branch to people, you know, like that. Unless they were wrestling for a certain person. Yeah. But then mm-hmm. again, if somebody feels sour grapes towards you, how can you decide to talk to that person if everybody's yeah. shunning you away exactly right. you know so that's why i was like you know i don't know minnesota it, i feel is the ideal wrestling scene right now it's a lot of great history yeah. a lot of history lot but of history. also like a lot of great talents coming from here mm-hmm. you know shorty g shorty <laughs> shorty g baby i mean he's oh, a yeah. really great wrestler though hell I, yeah you know, this and, uh, get the hell out of that company bro they're destroying yeah. you but i mean like I said, it, new job i mean for a wrestling promotion like the e like it if they give you something and if you can throw your money with it, like, you know, as long as you, as long as you show that you can profit off whatever they're throwing your way, maybe you'll be able to break away later. Like John Cena, he didn't, I don't feel like he wanted to do all the rap stuff and everything like that, you know, but they were just like, wait a minute, just keep waiting. And all of a sudden he got his chance and he was able to just be the John Cena that we know today. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I heard so. that idea just came from, uh, he just freestyled a lot behind the scenes. Yeah. People loved it. So. Caught on and with the boys upstairs yeah. and. Well, I mean, I, I thought it was a really great heel gimmick in general. Like, oh yeah, I thought that was great, people. dude. Was, uh, young me yeah. loved that John Cena. That was my dude. Like, yeah. I was the biggest John Cena fan when he was the Doctor Thugonomics. But then, when I grew up, he grew soft, <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> I just I get his character, and he's a super nice guy on the outside of it. Also, like it fits who he actually is as a person. So I totally get why he's been this supreme yeah. baby face, yeah. but. It was just kind of uh, something that's just kind of been worn out. That's yeah. I think the people just got rubbed the wrong way at the, afterwards, you know. Now speaking of origins, so like when I first came on wrestling, I was the the jackal. I wanted to be the jackal <laughs> Scott Williams, you know. Like Scott uh, Williams was my my wrestling name, yeah. but my moniker was the jackal because yeah. he's vicious and stuff. And everybody was like, "Why don't you just that sounds stupid? Why don't you just be the jackal?" jackal? I can see because like, I'm that's, the name's Jackal Scott Williams. So I, yeah. in my promos, I'd always say that, and everybody would just say the jackal. So I was like. Fine, whatever. I'll just be the jackal then. <laughs> and my finisher is the jackhammer. Oh, there you go. But I would always put it over. You know, like whenever I hit the jackhammer, that was it. You yeah. know, and, um, I got really popular with it, and it got really. I, I mean, during the time where I was, you know, doing the backyard and stuff, but during the time of MCW, that's when I was learning everything and doing the matches and stuff. That's when I was like, okay, I'm actually really good at being a face, getting sympathy and stuff. You know. I maybe didn't distribute that in the match very well, but I got the concept of it. Uh-huh. Then when Battleground was opening up, they said they needed a bad guy. And I said, how do I do this? Because I'm usually used to being a good guy. You know, like, how could I really pull that off? And Low blows. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. But, um, I, you know, I was at work one day and the security guard found out I was a wrestler. So 
he'd always come to me and tell me these weird names like you're this guy and, da, 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 and this is his gimmick her, her, her. it's like okay whatever right. <laughs> and one night he came on and he's like your name's Leonard Literacy and, da, 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 and I was like okay like whatever it's a back burner name whatever Google like that, I guess. Okay. <laughs> so then, uh, searching for Leonard literacy. Yeah. Oh, uh, shout out to Google for uh, being a uh, advertisement on the show. Yeah, it was a, it was a mark. Yeah. <laughs> He's a program director. He's a mark. Yeah. Yeah. Mark so, up. um, no. So, the the promoter came to me and said he wanted me to be a bad guy. I said, okay, I may all be this guy. Mm-hmm. Come on to the Reading Rainbow theme song, and I tell people they're illiterate and they can't read. <laughs> and I went out there and I perfect. Yeah, I said I went out there and I. Didn't want to wrestle. I just wanted to read. Got the crowd fired up. Mm. A good guy came out there. He beat me fair and, fair and square. Middle of the match, I got knocked out of the ring, and I grabbed a dictionary that I had, and I sat down in an open seat, and I opened the dictionary and I started reading, you know, with my <laughs> reading glasses. And the crowd was giving me a lot of good heat. And a uh, fan came to me and was like, why don't you look up the word loser? <laughs> you did? And I looked at him, and I said, well, because I'll find your face next to it. And I, said, no. I got up, and they were about to you know, grab me, so I had to get back into the ring. Yeah. So I knew then, like, it was something something about it, you know. Yeah. And I showed up the next the next show at um, uh, Cottage Grove, and I got more heat than the last show. Yeah. So I started slowly but surely, you know, flushing out the character. And that's when I knew I had something when um, I was in a three-on-three match, and I, got, I was the one that lost. Mm-hmm. So I got pinned, and Asylum, who was on our team, who was a big, big dude, like Brock Lesnar-sized dude. Yeah. Uh, he squashes everybody in the match. I'm the last one. I roll back in. I told people they're littering and everything. All of a sudden, I feel this big, huge chest against me. I turn around. He gives me the belly belly down across the ring to the other side. So I fall out of the ring. And this little kid had a sign that said, The Story of Leonard Literacy on it. And everybody's like, Open it, open it, open it. It'd be really cool. I said, Okay. So I open it. And all of a sudden, it says, He sucks the end. And I stood there, like, <laughs> looking up at the sky. And everybody starts laughing. You know? Oh, that's amazing. Because I was like, The only way I can play this character is, is you know, I'm not a big strong guy. I'm not big brooding or anything like that. I can't, you know, not many people are going to really take seriously the name Leonard Literacy. So I might as well be comedic with it, you know. Yeah, I try oh, to play, for sure. you know, pantser that. Because everybody can be the anti-hero and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. that's what everybody wants to be. They want to be the, the bad guy that everybody likes, you know. But yeah. sometimes you just have to kind of find your role and, you know, know it. Yeah. Yeah. Look at Ric Flair, one of the top heels. I find him hilarious. Yeah. I love it. Like, but sometimes you have to like hate the person to like them later. Exactly. Know? So that's it, what Austin was like. Like Austin was a real dude who just wanted to fight people and stuff. Yeah, they're and not trying to make him a face by any yeah. means. <laughs> and then as soon as he was going against, you know, the grain, like that's when it was the modern day guy, you know, modern day hero and stuff. Your character kind of sounds like uh, the genius. Yeah, and, and, and that's what, yeah, but I wanted to play like a an insane genius, like well, not a yeah. genius, but like an insane like. There's something wrong with this guy. Like I'd come out there to kids' books, and my finisher at the time, because I would I, I would say the reading rainbow, and I would say the book, you know, the the bookend and stuff. Yeah. But my finish was the the book, uh, the Facebook. I would hit people in the face <laughs> with the book. The Facebook, and that was it. I would Boom, just, like Jarrett with the guitar, baby. Yeah, you know, and like that's the funny. most heat I ever got as a character. Uh, it was the last day the Harry Potter book came out. It was that day. So I'm sitting in the ring and I'm doing my regular spiel. And I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to do something that no other wrestler's ever done for you before in life. I'm going to tell you the ending of the Harry Potter book. I had people going from boo to ah, like full blown. <laughs> full blown yelling. Don't spoil it. And DJ, uh, what, the ring announcer for AWF, he bought that book that day. And then like he didn't, he thought I knew the ending and stuff. 
So he took his headset off and he started scurrying down to the ring. And he slides in the ring because, again, it's just for real. Yeah. It's not, it wasn't planned or anything. He's like, yeah. please, I just bought the book. Please don't say anything. <laughs> so I looked at him and I looked back at the crowd and I looked back at him and I say, on page 213, also the crowd just went right back up again. And then, then the good guy came on and interrupted me. So it was like, because oh, awesome. I didn't know anything, honestly, I didn't know anything about the book. But You're right. Yeah, <laughs> just thought it was funny, like kind of teasing swerve. a little bit. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, have you ever took two books and like, like uh, smashed somebody's head with like both ends of them? No, I, I haven't like, done uh, that yet. Symbols, you know, hitting somebody's that, head. That's symbols. actually pretty clever. That uh, <laughs> I did, uh, shout out to the, uh, Richard Schneri, a uh, guy who uh, wrestles on Hood Slam. Uh, guy's very talented. I've seen some stuff that he does with the book. It's just phenomenal. Like, he was in a hardcore match, and he takes this big, huge book, right? Guy's in the corner selling. He takes this big, huge book, goes over to the guy, drops the book, and hits the guy's foot, and the guy starts selling his foot. <laughs> Damn. Like, and then he's like, he takes that same book as the guy's on the ground. He gets on, stands on top of the book, does this, and then jumps <laughs> off and does a splash. Like, but then his main thing is he usually takes a book, and the pages in between, and he'll put them in between the guy's finger and just paper cut. Paper cut city. Oh, oh yeah. man, yeah. was that big huge book titled "How to Understand Women"? <laughs> <laughs> that shit would take forever. Yeah. yeah. You get paper cuts. What do you want from me? But yeah, paper no, I, I, I don't know. I, I just, I find the gimmick to be ever changing because you can go either side with it. You can be a good mm-hmm. guy, saying you know I'm all for reading and and you know bringing the community together and. And bring the best out of people, yeah. you know. Or you can be a scumbag with it, like you know. We're our, the reason why our country's in this predicament is because nobody brings their library books home on time, and <laughs> you know, our, that's why our deficit's the way it is. And you know, it's, you guys are always in your phones and your play boxes and X stations, and, you know, like, <laughs> X stations. You know, <laughs> but yeah, if you're, if it, you're you know? silly with it, yeah, you can definitely play on both sides because yeah. even if you're initially a heel, but you're a silly heel. They'll like you for that silliness. Yeah. So eventually, you'll probably just win them over. But if you ever want to turn back, you can just cut all that shit off. Yeah, I mean, like just be I, a real shit heel. Like I've know? had, I've, I've wrestled for AWF, and I've had actual librarians for small towns we go to. I've actually had actual librarians come to me and say, "I love the gimmick. Nobody does this type of thing." And you know, I, I, I want to buy a shirt. I want to buy an eight by ten. Like whatever you have, you know, I like to have that evidence of that somebody's doing it. Mm-hmm. Like just this past uh, MAW show. I had a guy who was from England, and he's like, "I I I love the gimmick. I need to take a picture like of everything because I have an English major, you know, who's over here, and I got to show him this stuff like, you yeah. know, and that really helps, you know, like, uh, reaching a different audience and stuff, you know. And, yeah, sounds like you can see AEW for the librarian gimmick. Yeah, you know, I, I, I tried to send in something like I wanted to have. It could have been a dope tryout. Well, I I, I did try out. My oh, video's did? not as good. Like I wanted to do what I want. My original plan was for the video was I wanted to do the SmackDown. Um, actually, I think yeah, it was the first one, the first SmackDown, or either the first or second SmackDown commercial for the video game. Okay, which one with the All Rock? Right, so the, the first one was the with the Rock in the SmackDown Hotel. Yeah, and the second one was with Kurt Angle. Yeah. I wanted to do a mixture of the two, you know, to show how silly I can be. Mm-hmm. But it was gonna be in the library, so I already filmed some of it. Where I go into the library and I have a big sack full of books and just throw them or whatever. I'm walking, all of a sudden there's a cart full of books. I push them into an aisle, but it, the the cutscene that I had was as I pushed it into an aisle, just a cart full of books. Somebody takes the aisle, but they're sitting there going away with it in the aisle. So guys, like he gets oh. hit with it, but <laughs> the cart takes him away because it's so heavy. Oh, yeah, you know. And then I see somebody like looking at someone, someone online. So I go, oh, no, what are you doing? 
So I move him over and I start typing in something and I just put up a YouTube match of myself of me doing a 450. And I'm like, I give him the thumbs up and walk away. <laughs> and the lady at the front counter is like, um, I'm like, hey, are these books, you know, for, uh, can I use these? And she's like, no, these are for display. And I was like, all right, thank you. And I take them and I walk away. And she's like, but wait, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. like th- that was my thing. And I wanted to like do like a SmackDown thing. Mm. But what I ended up doing was I ended up doing it with a couple friends. It was me inside of a closed room in a library with two kids. And I was reading uh, this, the story of Leonard Literacy or the story of AEW or whatever mm-hmm. and how to be elite. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, and I would, mm-hmm. you know, I would say something. All of a sudden, one of them would open a bag of chips and I would say, shh, quiet in the library and just lose it on yeah. these small two kids, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and then I would, like, start cursing, you know, and stuff like that. And, Shut but the fuck up! Yeah, but it's bleeped out, you know, so yeah. it kind of makes... Yeah. And some guy's like, who are you? And I was like... I just lose it and I hit him hit him with the Facebook, but then it cuts out right away. Yeah, so that was that was my trial video, but I got it in kind of late. But I wanted oh, to do the first shit. one, you know. So that's like, dope, though. It sounds yeah. like entertaining videos, man. That you're probably up there in the top tiers of decisions. <laughs> <laughs> that dude that they picked though really does look like he'd be a wrestling librarian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, uh, and that's where I found Richard Schneeri because he was on there. Like his music, his video, he put a music video of the song Whisper by Ying Yang Twins. That's his theme song, I guess. Because he likes people to be quiet. And it's always a shh, you know, listen. So when he chops somebody and the crowd starts going wild, he goes shh, you know, he starts going ballistic with them and stuff. I'll show you guys the video. It's hilarious. Okay, okay, okay. Um, And so what do you enjoy more, face or heel? Like, what do you like portraying more? It's hard because... When you're in the gorilla position and you hear your theme song hit, whatever it is, and you hear two things, you either hear one, the crowd go ballistic and they love you and they, you know, they give you everything they have sometimes, you know, but they really, really like your character and they really want you to win. So mm-hmm. you start hearing that, yeah, you know, the clapping mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. Yep. Or you can be just an absolute jerk and have the crowd just, you know, loathe your, you know, loathe you coming out. You know, they yeah. they don't like you. They like to boo you, you know, and everything like that and see how much they can antagonize you and stuff. And I love both, but I do more like being a face. Okay. Like I, I do like going out there and making people feel good about themselves and, and winning. It'd be hard to get used to the booze because it's weird in, this, in, in, in a business like this where, like, booze are actually a good thing if that's what you're trying to yeah, accomplish. Yeah. I mean, there's a difference between getting booze and getting legit heat. Like, like MJF, like, he can... I don't know. That kid's on another level. Yeah. It's insane. <laughs> yeah. And now it's like to the point where they're cheering him because he's so over as a heel yeah. already. And it's like, bro, just started basically. Yeah, it's insane. I really enjoy his work. He's definitely like a true heel. But uh, it's, like, yeah. it's better to get booed in this business than nothing. You don't want nothing. Yeah. Because that sucks. Like, it's hard Silence because like sucks. you'd be like Ric Flair and be very charismatic and be all about himself. And people could still... Yeah, like, hated like that their, promo you know. we cut in Raw. Yeah. <laughs> People still that loved it. They're like, hilarious. yeah. Be a dick, dude. Yeah. Be a dick. That was hilarious. But see, and that's my thing. is like, I always see, like, being a heel, you have to be a dick. Like, Got him. You, know, you have to. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You're all right. But you have to. I, I, I feel like the way, but then again, you have to pander to different things because everybody on the card might be four or five, six matches, and everybody has that same mentality. I have to be a dick. Well... Mm-hmm. What else can I do to stand out? What can I do to be different? Mm-hmm. And that's what you know people need to do nowadays. So what goes on in as far as like uh, gear and all that? Like where does one Craven find... that creative, by the way? 
like where like where like where does one find like wrestling gear and everything? Oh, you can go to multiple different places. The only problem is is sometimes when you pay uh, obscene amounts of money for wrestling gear, custom gear at that, uh, sometimes hundreds of bucks, right? Yeah, sometimes wrestling uh, people who do gear may not respond to you right away, or maybe they get, take super long time, or maybe they don't do it at all, mm-hmm. and and that kind of sucks. So you, it's hard to. I'm not saying it's super hard to find somebody, but you can find almost anybody that has a sewing machine and, you know, reliable sources and stuff. Mm-hmm. I I personally go through Craven Knight. Like, yeah. he makes legit gear. He makes wow. it on time, as, as, you know, as much as he can because he's constantly getting orders and stuff, especially yeah. knee pads and elbow pads and stuff. Like, he's really good with that. If you yeah. go back to Michigan, find the guy that RVD made all those uh, singlets for, yeah. that, that dude, because that guy can... Uh, airbrush like a fucking champion man that but i mean all of his outfits are so dope yeah but i mean honestly you can go anywhere and they you know like uh, um e lucha is a good one too like i know a couple guys that get their gear through them um i want to say high spots but sometimes they just have basic gear you know you can mm-hmm. always find somebody to tailor something together okay um you mentioned craven knight he's, he's a phenomenal guy he outworked me saturday night like on the mic I was yeah. like, I can't keep up with this guy at all. <laughs> I cannot keep up with Craven Wright, man. He's yeah. too too damn good on the mic. He's good in the ring. Um, but, like, I've noticed working MAW that um, it's wrestling is a close-knit thing. Um, what is it like working, uh, being a wrestler, and then finding that close-knit group of people? Um, you know, what, what, like, what is it like to you? What does it mean to you? Uh, well, I mean, I don't know. It, it's usually very comforting going into a locker room knowing that you know people mm-hmm. that have your back, that are there for you, that uh, that that know of you, you know, and are able to pretty much take care of you. You know, it's usually it, to me, it's like a brotherhood. You know, mm-hmm. like most of the time, wrestling is like. I mean, people get chastised for being wrestler, being wrestling fans, let alone being wrestlers. Mm-hmm. So if somebody's like. Oh, you do wrestling, that's the fake stuff, you know. Still real to me, damn Yeah, it. you know, like, I mean, some people are really like that. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, it kind of sucks. Yeah. But, you know, in, in the wrestling business, I feel like it's just a brotherhood, you know. So sometimes when, I mean, I'm just saying in general, like, sometimes there may be people inside the wrestling scene that don't have your back and, you know, they don't look after you and stuff. You know, we're already being outcast anyway as being labeled wrestlers. Mm-hmm. So why do the same thing inside the wrestling circle? Yeah. It's supposed to be your brother. Yeah. That's the way I feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, I feel like, you know, whenever I see a wrestler, if you're brave enough to get in between the ropes, we're doing it the right way by going to a wrestling school and stuff. If, you know, if I see your work and I, I think you're good, why not give you, know, why not give you a shot? You know, yeah. why not treat you like a brother and stuff? Yeah. You know, why not look after the person? And that's what that's what I like to feel, you know, like you're really giving your safety and well-being to people you may not know personally on a personal level, but more on a professional work level, you yeah. know. And yeah. I feel like that's the way it should be. It should be like a brotherhood. You should go back there. It should be like a second Christmas or a second Thanksgiving or something, you know. It may be acquaintances on the weekends, but it's people you know and trust. You know, yeah, exactly. that's the way I feel like it should be. So I think so too. It's like cause especially like as the entertainment industry as a whole. Yeah, we're wrestlers all, are kind of like the outsiders, even in that, because yeah. even entertainers don't always give the credit that wrestler wrestling deserves. As far as like promo games, just being able to work a microphone, <laughs> work an audience, that whole ring psychology business behind it, like yeah. it's all like a lot of acting tricks. But even actors still kind of like 
they have stigmas that, oh, you're a, a pro wrestler, so you think you can be an actor. And then here's these athletes being like, oh, you're a pro wrestler, you think you can play football. You know, so like you kind of outcast on two different sides of yeah. what it is, you know, in the mixture of sports and, and uh, entertainment. So, yeah, I mean, it's really gotta weird to like, stick together. Yeah, and, and that's why I feel it should be. You know, like when you go through those ropes, there's a switch that just turns on, and it's mm-hmm. all about what's happening out in the ring. You know, before you get to the gorilla position, so it's always in the moment. You know, yeah. But I just feel like it should it should be one big family and and MC or, sorry MAW sorry about that MAW I feel like is a, a big family. You know, and yeah. I want to be I want to be there to support it and any anything I can to help with the promotion to make that one of the biggest promotions in Minnesota. I'm all for it. You know, mm-hmm. I will I will. Give blood for it. I have given blood for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did but you do blood drive there or what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, you weren't there like two months ago. Like, yeah, oh, I missed it. They're taking it. all of it. <laughs> Which, like, three weeks ago. I mean, hence the color's red. Yeah, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> Was it three weeks ago? Yeah. It was about three weeks ago. You uh, hit a moonsault. Yeah. I uh, unfortunately sustained an injury. Yeah. Mm. I mean, very rarely does this happen. I mean, not even saying all the time, but uh, I'm very acrobatic, so I'm really... Really, really careful when it comes mm-hmm. to stuff like this, and mm-hmm. I've done backflips more times than I can count. Yeah, I've seen almost more than eight, more my mm-hmm. age, you know. Yeah. They just <clears> that but, one, that one that didn't yeah, go so, right, you know. So what happened was uh, the match. There was a match plan at the end. Uh, two of the wrestlers weren't able to make it that show, so the promoter kind of put it together, and I said, "Okay, that's no problem." Match turned out great. I'm greater than I thought it would be, you know. And I mean, well, there's a lot of talented guys in the ring, so why not, you know? Mm-hmm. One of the guys you're in, you're wearing a shirt right now, yeah. Mr. Paul Verk himself. Yeah. Um, so I'm in the match and I hit the last move, which is the very last move mm-hmm. of the match. Uh, when I ended up doing the moonsault, from the pictures that I saw, I cleared it. Yeah. So I cleared the moonsault just fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now what I did was I'm usually used to doing it from the top rope. So as I'm going up to the top rope and I'm doing the backflip, completing it, I look down and then gauge from there. Is the person right here? Is the person up here? Should I hold my arms out? Should I put my legs out more? You know, so I don't crush them underneath me. Right. I'm usually very safe with it. I've never injured anybody doing the move at all. So as I hit the moonsault, which I guess kind of looking back again, I kind of hesitated for a split second. But again, that's all maybe you took, you know. Yeah. Go from the second rope. I do the back flip. I clear. I go down. But as I go down, I don't know if I have my arms in front of me or to the side. But as I do that, I hit... Just fine. I cleared them just fine. I guess I was flush with them. When I did that, I headbutted forward. So when I headbutted forward, I, all I felt was the pain from my forehead. But that small instance, I couldn't feel anything from the neck down. Yeah. And I was scary. like, that's weird. You know, I'm just sitting here like, damn, I just hit my forehead. How did that happen? You know, like, that's, right. all, that's the only thing I'm saying. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, get off. I can't move. So it's one, two, three. I'm like, okay, hot, what? So then I kind of roll over. I think he kind of, um, Jimmy Wilde pushes me over to the side. So I'm down. All of a sudden, I'm like, I can't feel anything. I can't move anything. I can't, like, this isn't right. So all of a sudden, I put my arms up, and I can pull my arms up, but I can't squeeze. Oh, wow. So I'm like, like, you know when you, like, you you kind of, like, sit on your butt too long or your arm. That's what it felt like from the neck down, though. Oh, so I was like, shit. the breathing was a little crazy, and I was like, because I was, you know, checking my breathing back mm-hmm. and stuff, and I'm looking around, I'm like, okay, shoot, how am I supposed to get to the back? How am I supposed to get my car home? You know, because I'm an hour yeah, away. Like I'm sitting here going, like, yeah, I'm sitting here going through this stuff. I'm like, mm-hmm. am I have to have an ambulance? Like, 
Is this what's gonna be like for the rest of my life now? Like, did I Steve Austin yourself? Yeah, you know, like I did something, like you know. Yeah. So all of a sudden, Hyde Killing comes up to me and he goes to check my hand, but I can't squeeze it back. He's like, "Are you okay?" Oh, and I'm like, yeah. I need to get to the back. Like, I think something's wrong. He's like, "Okay." So they roll over, and I go to grab the rope. I can grab it, but I can't pull myself forward. I'm like, "Jeez, like, what is going on here?" You know. So all of a sudden, everybody comes over and they're like, are you okay? And I was like, I just need to get to the back, you know, I like get to the back. And I, I was trying to tell them like, hey, can you grab, you know, make sure you ha- hold me up because I can't, you know. Yeah. It was hard to say that because I was trying to breathe at the same time. Yeah. yeah. So as they do that, my feet go limp outside the ring and they're like, no, pick him up. So they pick me up and I'm like, you know, as I'm looking over, I'm telling people, I'm okay, I'm okay, you know, like not to worry or anything, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they get me to the back and they lay me down. And I'm like, I still can't feel anything. I'm like, all right, you know, I'll be okay. Just, you know, just give me a minute or whatever, you know. And everybody's like, you know, what's wrong and everything like that. All of a sudden, I start feeling a slight pain in my right right uh, pointer finger. Ooh. And it feels like nerve damage. Like, it feels like somebody's stabbing my, my right oh, finger. Shit. I'm like, what the hell is that? You know, I can feel that or whatever. And all of a sudden, a couple minutes later, I can move my feet. Okay. Move my feet. Just move my arms again. It was like that scene from Kill Bill where she had a yeah. <laughs> your big toe. Yeah, you know, that's what it was like. And that's what I was trying to do. Like, it was down. literally a mind thing at that point, you know. And I was like, okay. So all of a sudden, they give me, I was like, all right, let me see anything. Move feet, move them up, up. I throw some of my hips up and down like I'm, you know. Ah! And they kind of laughed. I was like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. They're like, oh, okay, thank God, you know. Starts they gave me a couple minutes, but my finger was just super killing me, like really bad. It was unbearable. So all of a sudden, I'm like, no, I just need to get this stuff off. So they started taking off my gear. And I was like, no, just let me do it. I get up. Everybody's like, what the hell? What? So I'm like, no, I'm fine. I take off my boot, take off my gear. I'm I'm standing. I'm fine. You know? Yeah. Weird. Yeah. I was like, it, that's really weird. It's like know? a full body stinger you had. Yeah. And that, that's what they said. So I'm like, I, I don't know if I should, you know, should drive back because I might pass out or like anything Seize could up. happen, you know? Could, yeah. Seizures yeah. could happen. So I'm like, oh, no, I'll be okay. You know, I just assured everybody I was okay and everything. So I get in the car and I'm driving back and I'm like, okay, hopefully everything's fine, you know. Mm-hmm. So I go home, go to sleep, wake up the next morning, still have the same pain in my finger. I'm like, uh, I need to go to the hospital, you know. Then I don't have, for any time that I don't have a ride, so I just walked the 40 minutes to the hospital, uh, which I'm sorry I shouldn't have did that either. Jeez. But I'm just, <laughs> I guess I'm just a beast, I guess. <laughs> so I get to the hospital. And, you wrestlers um, don't know when to quit. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, and, and again, it's, the thing was just being professional as far as the wrestling part and stuff. Yeah. If, they, if everybody just sort of waited a couple minutes, I would have walked out. I think everybody would have been fine. But I just really hated people seeing me leave like that. You yeah. Because that's the last thing. I was able to finally hit the move that everybody's been asking for for a couple months, you know. I was like, okay, so maybe maybe no second rope stuff for a while or something, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, you go to the hospital. They put me in this neck thing. They had me sit in the hospital room all day. Not eating or anything. I'm like, what the hell? So then they finally give me an ambulance and they take me to another hospital. And they're like, you had a compression on your spinal column. And what happens is uh, your spinal column is supposed to be like roughly that that narrow, like that long yeah. between the two. Yeah. Mine's super narrow, like this big. Oh. So what happened was when I cleared it and I looked down, when I hit my head, I compressed my spinal column. Oh, so it was like yeah. taking a straw and just squeezing it for a little bit. So that's what the whole paralysis was. Oh, I see. But yeah. I'm thinking because they stood me up to have my legs drop, it seized the compression, so it opened back up. So 
Yeah, wow. dude, our spinal cord is a very fragile thing. Yeah, so I was like, if I would have had any more pounds of pressure on it, I wouldn't be standing and walking That's to this day right now. That's insane, bro. Yeah, it is. So, I mean, I'm even even now, like, I have, like, my finger is fine, although when I get, you know, to hot and cold water, it may, like, ugh, but yeah. it's fine afterwards, you know. Yeah, he was uh, sporting the neck brace when he came in. Yeah. <laughs> looking yeah, the, like, the, uh, I mean, yeah, the, the, the doctors are saying like, they don't want me to do anything. They don't want me lifting more than five pounds. Like, I'm like, I just got a gym membership. I'm supposed to be going to the gym lifting, you know, being yeah. in shape and stuff. No, you can't do anything. It's yeah. Like, yeah okay. uh, is there a specific time you're out for? Or are you still not technically out? Uh, so, as of, right, well, <laughs> as of right now, I'm not supposed to be doing anything. But I'm going to be having surgery on Halloween. Oh, and I asked the doctor, I was like, wait, the, yeah, so I said on the surgeon, I said, hey, isn't that the, the same way the crow started? Like, oh, did something like that happen on Halloween and you came back as yeah. like an undead, you know, whatever. <laughs> but no, uh, no joking aside. So the doctor did probably just went over it. Yeah, you maybe, know? yeah. If it you was, came it was, back with that face, man, yeah. you get over real quick. Look at Sting, dude. Or, yeah, or I hopped down from the bleachers with a, a baseball bat and oh, a trench fuck. coat. <laughs> oh, funny story. I was going to... Um, for work, we had to dress up in Halloween and that Halloween party that we're going to Friday. Yeah. I was wanting to be Sting because I'm like, oh, face paint, really? You should have did it, yeah. But the fact of me buying a trench coat makes me nervous because of our society because <laughs> it's such a stereotype of looking yeah. like a mass shooter now. So I'm like, I don't even want to put that in my head. I'm good with the trench coat. Dude, all, your room trench coat, you damn school shooters. All, all you have to do is just wear a, a, a Texas Ranger hat and just say, hey, I'm Chuck Norris. <laughs> like, you would have got away with it until you got to your house. I'm Chuck then, Norris. Yeah. But, um, Maybe no, a duster. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying, a duster. So, um, <laughs> Big difference. No, so I'll be going into surgery on Halloween, and uh, I'll be getting uh, infusion and my three vertebrae in my neck to open the narrowness of my spinal column. So I'll be back to normal. I just may have a battle scar from it. So it'll be six to eight weeks after that. So more than likely I won't be doing anything until next year. Definitely give it time, man. Definitely which sucks sure because I'm like, I have dates. I still have to fulfill and stuff. And yeah, that's I'm at the find replacements. Tough. I can maybe do managerial stuff or something. Might yeah. just do some more podcasting or, uh, you know, ring I feel like with your stuff. character yeah. though, you could definitely do a hell yeah, of you know, a manager and, gig. Yeah. You know, and, and maybe this is a good time, you know, cause I mean, there's again, a lot of wrestlers and for, especially for MAW, man, there's so many talented people there. I can understand with Eli, it's hard to constantly keep adding talent and you know, that people want to see and stuff I and mean, you want to keep, eyes fresh on the product and stuff so yeah. maybe it is my time to back away for a little bit let the young cats and you know cats o- over me you know get their time in and stuff and i always come back i always have a strong urge and everything still but, there yeah you know yeah, like exactly. but maybe this will be time to kind of work on things i you know i can't do physically in the ring and stuff like maybe yeah, more yeah. announcing or yeah, you know, or, or maybe not announcing because brian Secker has it, or, yeah, commentating anything you know, really yeah, you know like interviewing time a wrestler or something like, else you know yeah. You know, there's something, you're always learning something, so why not, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and with that being said, like, when you when you got the stinger, uh, did you instantly think, am I going to go back into the ring, or am I going to, re- like, am I done? Like, what was your game plan? And Did you think it was something super I think you, serious? You mean the stinger immediately, like? Uh, no, like, when or the doctor, <clears throat> no, when the doctor, like, told you, like, diagnosed you, and you're like, hmm, like, should I, should I continue to wrestle, or should I stop? Like, yeah, that, what, that like, question what? did arise, I mean, like. I mean, of course, you're always wondering, like, hey, should I wrestle again? Otherwise, if I take a bad bump, I may be paralyzed for life. Like, yeah. That's well, a real thing to weigh heavy on, you know. And I'm sitting there like, well, I, you know, like, if I can't wrestle, then I'll just do something else to support wrestling itself. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I can't say being a promoter would be easy. I mean, because, you know, 
Mormons go through stuff all the time, you know. And, yeah, they do. And maybe I can do something else to help contribute, you know, or, mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. Right, there's got to be a spot. I mean, yeah, I'd always like to be a teacher. Like, that'd be kind of cool, you know. Yeah. But I just have to feel like I have to complete my um, my journey through the academy. Absolutely. And that's Once a good I graduate, maybe that'll be a good way to, you know, branch off and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. But my heart is still always in wrestling, and I always want to go out there and, and entertain and make people feel good and happy about themselves. Mm-hmm. Especially for a guy like me. Like, I'm not a skinny guy that wears kick pads and, you know, likes kicking and flipping and stuff. Yeah. I'm a little heavier set, and, yeah, I like to flip. But, you know, I don't know. I guess it's all in the appearance and stuff, you know. Of course. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Kevin Owens is someone who tries to go against that um, stereotype of being uh, judged or what? Uh, body shaming. cover. Yeah, as of late, I've been like. Cover. Yeah, you know, I've been um like as of late, I've been wearing like trunks, you know, like short trunks. And, you know, I'm I'm kind of against that, but it's like I need to change my look up a little bit. You know, maybe uh-huh. maybe these might work uh-huh. from Craven Night Creative. <laughs> uh-huh, there you go. <laughs> but, I mean, but yeah, it's you know, it, it it's not. You know, going in a wrestling ring as who you are, you know, and people seeing you and dissecting you and mm-hmm. like, oh, I like this. I don't like this about you. You know, it's it's not an easy thing to get over, especially if you have high anxiety, you know, yeah. anxiety. Yeah. I mean, I'm not really like super confident in myself and sometimes I don't really feel like I'm the best, you know. Some people are like, yeah, you're really good as a wrestler and stuff, you know, but it's like, I don't know. Like there's always, you can always work on something, you know, but no, I always feel like it's just critics too. Yeah. You know, yeah. but I always feel like, you know, like Maybe, you know, I, I've had, did have somebody come to me and say, you know what, I like you because, you you know, you're not like, you're not overly like chiseled and stuff like that. You know, you like, you're one of us, but it's believable. You yeah. Know? And it's like, yeah, that's what I like to portray. You know, like not everybody can be clean cut bodybuilder, you know, like mm-hmm. that. But I'm not saying you have to look like me to actually do it. You know, it's just, I don't know. It's your personal preference. Like I, just a year ago, I was 230 and I was a little skinnier, mm-hmm. but I was a little more athletic in shape, you know. Yeah. Now I'm kind of 30 pounds heavier, you know, without working out for a while. And it's like you kind of feel it and you kind of see it on camera. Yeah. So it's like you want to change. And just as I'm about to change, I get this injury. Yeah. So it's like, all right, maybe this will be a time where I can actually recover. So mm-hmm. once I go through the surgery and I have six to eight, three, eight, six to eight weeks of recovery, I can come back stronger. I can hit the weights. I can lose, yep. you know, lose weight and stuff. Maybe be more settled for, for me, you know. Mm-hmm. I can see myself being anywhere from 202 to, like, 220. That's an ideal weight for me, you know. But pushing 270 right now, it's you can kind of see it, you know. Um, For your firsts, what was it like for your first uh, championship victory? First championship victory was, speaking of which, against Ryan Cook. Okay. Against MCW. Uh, I was – this was, like, a five-panel – a five panel crew back then and we didn't have promoters it was just us you know like the wrestlers uh-huh. doing everything and it was like a thing of five people so you guys were the and, elite before the elite <laughs> yeah free you know, elite yeah. yeah so it was like uh, when 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 eb when ebw turned into mcw mm-hmm. ryan cook was the champion you know so he kind of brought over his group of the dynasty okay and uh it was ever since the first show where i lost to him you know, the next show was me and Demetrius against him and Joe. Yeah. Or sorry, no, sorry. It was me and Joe against him and Demetrius because Demetrius sided with him. Um, and I, uh, I think, did we win that one? I think we won that one, but we got jumped at the end. 
But ever <laughs> since then, I was always like the MCW clean cut baby face, you okay. know. And mm-hmm. Throughout the whole MCW life lifespan, I was always the face. Yeah. I was like the sting. Yeah. I was never a bad guy. I never turned or anything like that. It was just me always going for the title. And then after a couple months of cooking the title and having successful title defenses, no matter what, uh, the kind of panel decided, hey, tonight's your night, you know. Huh. Um, I had to go against B three for the number one contender spot. Yep. Which I guess he wasn't too happy with, you know, because oh. he really wanted to win a title. You know, yeah. like it was he felt it was his time. Yeah. And you know, sometimes it's you know it's not that easy. It's not easy to say, okay, well, I, maybe you should give. Like I'm so nice, I'm like you know, you just give it to him. But they felt I could carry the company at the time, so I was like, sure, I'll do it. You know. Yeah. So you know, out there we had the match. He beat the hell out of me. <laughs> beat the hell out of me. He shot <laughs> me so hard, especially in the back. Like after the match ended. Three hours later, I could still feel it in the hotel room. <laughs> Damn. Like, the chop was that hard. Wow. Like, Good Lord. I could just ima- only imagine the pictures of it. But just taking his frustrations out of yeah, me. I think so. Sounds but- like B3 was a baby <laughs> back <laughs> bitch. <laughs> I'm just no, playing. No, I'm playing nice B3. He's a nice guy. No, yeah, but B3's retired now, but I mean, he's, a good, he's a good cat, you know. Good but, lad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, so after he, he whooped my ass... um. Uh, Ryan Cook, you know, decided to congratulate my win by beating me up and doing a <laughs> no more a, a, a title match just because I was already beaten up by the biggest guy in the company. Mm-hmm. You know, so he started with my ass, and all of a sudden he gave me a he gave me a sleeper, and I we did the Bret Hart finish where I got the one two, and I passed out, but then the ref counted. I mean, like it was, it was a, it was up in the air no, because I'm it was saying, like one, yeah. two, and as my arm was going up, I pinned him. One, two, and then my arm hit. So it was literally dead oh, close. Oh, that's wow. dope. So it was like, as soon as my shoulders were down and I pinned him, because right, I was pinning him, but he was also choking me out. It's like, as soon as my arm hit, the ref counted three. So nobody knew what happened. Sounds so it was like, like the ref, uh, Ryan Cook gets up and he's like, no, 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 his hand went down on the winner. Also, the crowd started booing instantly. And he's like, the winner... And new, all of a sudden the crowd just went up out of their seats because my oh, family crazy. was there and everything. Yeah, yeah. And I was getting goosebumps thinking about it now. Like, as that's soon as that cool, happened, man. I turned on. As soon as, as soon as he said I knew, I started just crying. Like, yeah. just like it's a very yeah, emotional dude. moment. You know, I got the belt. A lot of hard work. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. and then especially like, like I felt like I was coming into my own. I felt like I was one of the better guys there. You know, I might not have been, you know, having confidence, not having confidence in myself. I got on the top rope. I raised the title up. I was super happy. All of a sudden, I get down. Ryan started crying. And he starts, you know, he hugs me. He's like, fucking, you did it, you know. And yeah. then he gets out of the ring. Mom comes in. You know, everybody's all happy and everything. And, you know, that was a really cool moment. Yeah. Um, but I, I would say, so I won that. And then I was a tag team title. Or I was a tag team champion with Tony Taylor, which lasted one show. <laughs> one whole match. I got destroyed by Bobby and uh, and Kamikaze Clarker. <laughs> Kamikaze Clarker. Yeah, I took the uh, the Dope Doomsday man. device. Super gross. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was it. I mean, then I won an initiative title, you know, in in EWI. So I held that for like a show, I think. Um. Yeah, I mean that's pretty much it. I haven't really had much title opportunities, really. <laughs> More that's than okay. us, that's for damn sure. Yeah. <laughs> that first one was special, though. Was yeah, yeah it, it felt special, you know, because it was like, you know, a bunch of kids who put a wrestling promotion together that was kind of not really defining the odds, but it was just, you know, 
guys who were really just wanted to throw something together and, you know, make it special. And we really did, you know, especially with the last show. I want to say 2007, I want to say. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it was like, I'm sorry, go ahead. Any questions? Uh, What do we have for time? Um, A little bit left. A little bit left? Yeah. Did I just cut you off? You did cut me off. You did, you asshole. You you Wow. My bad. He's the heel. He's the heel of this group. I was trying to make eye contact. Definitely the baby face. Why do you got anything? While he was still going, (laughs) and, and then he looked like, oh shit, they're making eye contact. I'm gonna stop talking, of course. It reminded me of. I'm the, just like, uh, where are we at in time? <laughs> no, it, it reminded me of um, what's the one movie where you have the emotions? The, oh, Inside Out. Emoji movie. Uh, inside yeah. Out. Huh? Inside yeah, Inside Out. out. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Where he's looking, he's like making eye contact. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> we we make a lot of eye contact in the show, because he actually sits there, and as you see him staring in your uh, dreamy eyes. Mm-hmm. I was wondering why my mic's so good. <laughs> So good, so crispy clean. I'm just holding my microphone that he's recording songs on. Didn't At first, I thought stand. he was like he's he's holding a, a transformer in his, <laughs> in his mouth. You know? I wish I could have flipped yeah. it from the ceiling and just went, Mister. Get it! It's one of them looking mics. Seriously, it's so good watching him actually do that in like. Oh yeah, does he point. do that in front of you guys? Yeah, yeah. he like. Yeah. I mean, he'll not even, in front of us. He'll even say Kennedy. Yeah, Kennedy. Well, honestly, I don't know which one. I don't know which one he's gonna say. Is it technically Ken Anderson now? Is that like it's Ken Anderson? Yeah, that's yeah. his but, actual name too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but like it, Ken Kennedy is his character. I'm guessing. So yeah, it's the way to go. Yeah, but it's you know, a he e was name. supposed to be the illegitimate child of Miss McMahon. That was going to be a storyline. Over but then, Swaggle. This is all rumor and innuendo, but yeah, they yeah. turned us horn Swaggle because Randy Orton and uh, John Cena agreed that Kennedy, he pretty much just botched a move or botched something in a match once against him, and that was. Pretty much his downward spiral, but did you, uh, I always enjoyed him, man. I yeah, liked Kennedy. Me, me too, like, especially on the mic. Like He was yeah. always captivating and stuff. A really good Ken Kennedy match you should watch is his match against Batista. I don't, I don't want to... I think it was maybe a, a Great American Bash. Okay. Uh, so apparently the inside scoop is Vince wanted no blood that night at all. And so in so the middle... so weird. He's so like yeah. in the moment on his decisions because so many times we're here to allow his blood... Just well, fine. And, and that's a prime example because in the middle of the match, uh, I think it was, I want to say it was him. I think it was him. He busted himself open for, like, for, for, shoot, for real yeah. on the post and was bleeding all over the place. <laughs> and Vince is like, yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> I want to like, see at some, point, yeah, at some point, he's like choking. God damn it. He's choking God. Dave on the, he's like on, on the apron, almost on the outside. While he's leaning over him, so blood's like getting in his mouth and face and everything. It's oh, just man. Like super brutal. He, if you can't watch that match, that match is crazy. But I am going to watch it now. Yeah. That, seriously, it's really good. Sounds like a like, like I sat there watching it with him, and he was talking about everything, and it was like, it just seems so cool, you know? Yeah. Uh, how long did you say you were training at the academy? Uh, I started, I want to say a year ago. A year ago? So how so long it, does it typically take to kind of graduate there? Uh, it, it honestly depends on each person. You yeah, know? And how, how long, fast do you want to yeah. do it? How but many days I, you've been there and things like that? But like time. around this time of last year, well, it was a couple months back, but this time last year I had to stop because of my, uh, fortunately my grandfather's passing, so it was hard yeah. dealing with that. And right. then when he finally passed, it was like, well, should I go back there right now? And, you know, stuff like that. So, But, I mean, I'm still – Saving up to go back there, I just haven't gone back. Right, yeah, it's, it takes the funds. That's kind of like yeah. So I've been kind of doing my shows, but it's not like I have. Too. Yeah, it, it, I mean, I've been doing my shows here and there, but it's not like 
you know, when I get that certificate, I can, you know, finally lay claim to something, you know. Right, and that's always a good thing to fall back on if you ever do want to become a yeah. trainer. There's yeah. your certificate right there. Yeah. Um, and so, like, with that, it, you have to, like, learn the moves. So there's, like, X amount of weeks for classes. And then you have to log X amount of, like, match hours. Is that how that is? No, it's, um, it's more of getting the okay, you know, like, if, uh, Sorry. If you do things that are right and doing everything safely and really picking up the pace and learning and, you know, helping helping to get the class that you're in up, mm-hmm. you know, elevate them to become better and get them out of their shells and cutting good promos and everything like that. Once you once the trainer feels like you're okay, they usually give you the okay to okay, you know, I give you my stamp of approval. You know, and then usually get your certificate from there. But Usually it's just uh, getting the okay and going out and working matches and stuff. Yeah. I mean, because um, you work a fairly amount of good matches inside the academy anyway, so. Yeah. Right, right. But, you know, it's usually just getting there, getting your reps in, and doing the damn thing, you know. Losing weight, if you can, you know, just help get yourself in condition for it. I mean, like, guys in Japan, they do, like, 500 standing squats, and that's just the basic norm, you know. Yeah. Good God. I mean, but, you know, again, that's doing squats is helping you get a good base to yeah. do, the, uh, do the maneuvers core. and stuff, you know. Oh, that's fair. It's not easy, you know, going in there, let me pick this guy up. Like, <laughs> what? Yeah. I think Macho Man has the record for most sit-ups in, like, four hours. He did, like, 6,000 or something. Yeah, there's a, a crazy Insane. story. There's a crazy story I heard where, like, um, I think it was, I want to say Davari, okay. Sean Davari. Yeah. He's from um, here, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, he saw Benoit, I want to say, doing sit-ups or, or doing standing squats or something like that. He's like, yeah, I'll join in with you or whatever. And did, like, an up seat amount of, like, a 1,000 or something like that. Because, you know, Benoit had no body fat on him. Yeah. And by the time he woke up, and he's like, okay, yeah, I did it. By the time he woke up and went to the bathroom the next morning, he was, like, pissing on muscle fibers and stuff. Whoa. So it's like. Shit. That sounds <laughs> like in the new level of insanity. Yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, but it, <laughs> that's it, crazy. It, that's just the way he was just going 100%. You know, it's like, go, go, go. You know? Yeah. Good God. Yeah, he's been like that from the jump, too. Um, one interesting question I asked Jerry Lynn when I went to that training seminar in Princeton, um, just I found very interesting was I asked him, how much of the match is like pre planned out and then how much is kind of like call it in the ring? His answer to me was, uh, Kind of depends on your chemistry with that opponent. Like you said, him and Lance Storm could literally—they had so much, so great chemistry that they would just go in and call it. Had nothing planned, and they'd come out with a terrific match. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a lot of—he told me it's also a lot of like psychology and reading spots and things like that, and reading what the audience is. Yeah. But uh, what would you say in your experience? Do you pre-plan a lot of your matches, or do you, are you pretty comfortable just calling it in the ring, or well, how, does, how does that mix? Some some storytellers or promoters like to have a certain story with their matches. And again, it's usually just going from wrestler. I need the wrestler a to get to wrestler, you know, I need wrestler a and wrestler B to get to this C point. And it's usually what it is. You know, it's not necessarily going out there and, you know, calling spots. I mean, people can, people can do that. You know, they just have that ability to do that. Mm-hmm. Not everybody can, and not everybody always does. But, um, I would say it's just, it's man, it's amount of telling the great story Whereas knowing your character and what they can do as long with the other opponent and then going out there and just kind of doing it, you know, like sometimes you'll have Russell Warner say, uh, if, all right, this match is just, 
you know, whatever. It's just a filler match. Give me 20 minutes. And uh, just have the guys go out there and just do whatever. You know? Yeah. yeah. Crazy, um, though, to be doing that, like, kind of almost freestyle in a way. Yeah, it really it's is. impressive like, it's, as hell. But I always find the small moments, you know, to to revel in, you know, like uh, the innovative small moments. Like, yeah. if you go back, there's a match I had with Wild Pete. Uh, it was yeah. a three levels of hate. Wild Pete of hate. Yeah. <laughs> hate, 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 hate. There's a funny story. Play by hate the way, ball. With you, Wild Pete. Yeah, there, uh, but there's a <laughs> there's the first match we had. We went out there and we're like, okay, we have we have to do three matches all in this one show. So we were the second match. We were the fourth match. We were the last match. So how are we able to hold a crowd throughout the whole thing and tell Dude, a really yeah. great story? Yeah. So the first match we had it was a false count anywhere. You know, you want to know what we did. You just left the building. Hell yeah. No. <laughs> That's a good one, though. No, went we... To the uh, hotel and just yeah. pit each other in there. No, we uh, we went we went out, and we wrestled everywhere but the ring. <laughs> didn't even get False the ring anywhere, didn't even get in the ring at all. And that sounds got, like one of my video games yeah. that I play. By the time we got to the stage, he did something to me. He went for a clothesline. I caught his arm. I threw it back, and I gave him a nasty elbow. Yeah. And we were right inside the entrance. So as I went to go through the entrance to dig through, he poked me in the eye. And I'm like stumbling back towards the, where the ring is. Yeah. And he comes out with this book and he gives me the Facebook. How dare he One, steal two, your three. Yeah, move. he did. You know, yeah. one, two, three, he wins. He rolls in. He lays the book down. He opens the book and it's a safe. You know, it's a book safe. Oh, oh so dang. So he opens up the book safe and, you know, the, the announcers, the announcers really sold it. He opens up the book safe. He picks up a flask, and he grabs a microphone. And he says, "Because <clears throat> somebody said he shouldn't be wrestling that night because he's drunk." Yeah. They, the it's just the character, you know. He yeah. wasn't really drunk or was right. drinking or anything, mm-hmm. right? But he just sells so well; it makes it believable. Right. He says, "You know what? You're probably right. I shouldn't be wrestling tonight, you know, because the way his mannerisms, yeah. you know, kind of shooting a little it's bit. Probably right. I yeah. shouldn't be wrestling. Yeah, tonight. I shouldn't be wrestling tonight. But Leonard has another." fight against the artiste but i will say this the library's closed kids the bars open slugs the, the flask yeah. and then leaves like there's no other way like i'm supposed to think about that was that, that off like, the cuff on him do you know yeah it, it, and that's what it was Ad-lib. like it wasn't planned Love it wasn't planned no script just went out there and just did it that's yeah. dope. you know and sometimes you don't you know that was just going back to the point where like our spots planned some spots can be planned because you want to, for safety reasons and stuff. Yeah. Like, just a couple months later, there was a three-way match with um, Riley Jackson, JDX, and Orrin Veidt for the MAW title. Yeah. And it was in the balance. There was three guys. Yeah. And Riley Jackson flew off of the... Jumped off the balcony. I was off the night. balcony mm-hmm. onto a bunch of people. Good like, Lord. Sometimes you really can't plan that stuff out. Sometimes mm-hmm. you can. You know, like, I, I, I'm still in the air. I don't know if that really was or not, you know, because it's just... Everything was all crazy and everything, you know. I just yeah. always assumed um, a match would uh, you at least try to like make some highlight reel moments, yeah, kind of and, thing. Just and, try to sprinkle that throughout, and then yeah, everything else, match. like the journey up to those spots, to kind of like just try to make it good. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that match was a ladder match. It was a three way ladder match. It was Damn. pretty good. It was a yeah, there was a lot of stuff going on in there. Like, God, when I think of like JDX. off the balcony, I get flashbacks of like New Jack <laughs> fucking getting his skull squished on. That's what I'm like the stuff the I see concrete. nowadays. Like people getting. Powerbomb on the chair ends linked together. Yeah, like, yeah dude. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's Ow. a nasty spot to me. Well, I mean, but you guys sit there and think, are guys really planning that out? Like, <laughs> yeah. Or are you just going out there and just doing it? Yeah. 
Either like, way, it's you know, insane. Yeah, it is. I think like, it's more insane to plan that out and want to do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, like, and when you're in the moment, you're like high from the adrenaline rush. You're saying, willing you know? to do that so, shit. So like, most of the time, it is like that. You know, like I said, you just go out there and you just, you know, it's like what the Joker said. You know, I'm not a, you know, I'm not a dog that's just want to chase cars. I just do things. Yeah. You know? And no man, like I get that adrenaline rush on stage. If there's a bad, I'd fucking rip its head off on stage. I'd have that adrenaline rush, like oh. Ozzy Osbourne or some yeah, shit. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so I get it. Why well, you want to do reckless Darby Allen shit? Because the, the adrenaline rush, that Darby drug, Allen, you know, just <laughs> killing yourself out there. But for the entertainment, Joey Janela. Yeah, but oh, it, God, it's all yeah, for the people because people really do. Died. People yeah, really do come. Well, yeah, I'm saying like it. it, it you you got to entertain. You know, it's really yeah. all about. You know, getting people, you're already having people come to a wrestling match that are, you know, putting money in their gas tank, coming to the show, literally spending their hard earned money to see entertainment, you know, and they're already, they already have to come to a place like MAW and have to suspend their disbelief. So, how are you going to be able to make them believe? How are you going to draw them in? You bring them entertainment. Yeah. And that's what MAW has been keen on doing their storytelling and everything. Like, yeah. it's, all catered to the fans, and that's mm-hmm. why I believe MAW is one of the greatest wrestling promotions in the state right now. Yeah, it's are you fun. not entertained? Yeah, you know, like <laughs> that's what I say every day. Like, <laughs> please come back. You know, like that's why I always try to make it a habit of mine. Me and Jerry both, yeah. as the fans are leaving, I go to shake their hands because I'm really appreciative of them coming to every show, spending their money, you know, and Hell watching yeah. everything we can do. Yeah. You know, I'm really appreciative of that. I know how many wrestling promotions do that. I'm not shooting on them. I'm just saying in general, like, I'm very appreciative. If you come to my store, if I open a store and you bought something from me, I want to show anything I can to be appreciative to you. To you. Yeah, if I have, like, a rewards way. program or something like that. Like, yeah. something. You know, because, right. I mean, like, as I told somebody recently, like, if I'm, at a, if I'm at a GameStop and I say, hey, you know, you want to buy this game? Sure, it's a video game. The games are going to sell themselves. It's yeah. about how you present your customer service. Yeah. And I think wrestling is a part of that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we can find you on YouTube uh, if you just search Leonard Literacy. Yeah, you'll be able to see a bunch of my matches a lot with Wild Pete. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wild Pete. Uh, he sounds like a who didn't have a good time. He he's super. He's funny. Yeah, he's super um, good character. Also, with that, with that chemistry thing, I want to piggyback off of that because that was that theater that um you worked. You worked the system, I think it was. No, it was the Starship Destroyer, dude. And his finisher was the STD. The Star yeah. Breaker, Aiden Wake. Yeah. yeah. Wait, was that the system? No, that was, uh, no, it's, it's the oh, system okay. is completely different. Okay, I thought they changed. The Star Breaker, Aiden Wake, is the Star Breaker. <laughs> yeah. A little so, little like, head note dope. there. He He's uh, actually wearing another wrestler's shirt. That's an all gold. I'll leave that in the air, but I don't know. I'm not, I want to tell you who. Okay. Who. If I had a finishing move, it'd be the kayfabe breaker. <laughs> but um, so uh, he's getting ready to wrestle us on uh, the STD dude or Aiden Wake, and he sees Wild Pete, and they're like feuding, right? Like that's the gimmick. So TJ or uh, Leonard Literacy. Oh, <laughs> it's fine. It's kayfabe breaker. No, oh! no, it, it's I did, fine. I, I did that earlier. He was coming, oh, and I'm shit. like, T. Oh. <laughs> no, it's really fine. Um, no, we we were we were in a heated feud at that yeah. point. And, so, <laughs> The, the funny thing is, is, like, I'll just say this. If you do go back and watch that match, we do throw punches at each other, like, yeah. for real. Yeah. Like, we and really swing at the fences. Punches. Yeah. And so, like, he runs over to him, and he, like, gets, like, starts charging him. And while Pete didn't know, like, what was going on, and so he just instantly defended himself, and TJ's head went all the way back, like, oh. his, like a Pez dispenser. Oh. 
Big old pillow popped up. Yeah, like it, it, it was. Yeah, we were literally throwing through the fences. Right. Me. Yeah, like I'll, I'll just say it's like if you watch any of my matches, like anytime there's like a, you know, anything, yeah. anytime there's any of that, yeah. that's real. Yeah, like that's just, it's the way it is. It's a real fucking uh, smack. Yeah, it ain't no slap on the thigh, baby. So. What do you got coming up? I know like you're not really a social media person. Oh, I, I, oh, that's messed up. <laughs> <laughs> you're old. <laughs> yeah, all right, yeah, I, I'm old fashioned. But uh, no, it's not that. No, just well, you you be on Facebook, yes, but yeah, I, I'm on Facebook. You can look up uh, Leonard Literacy there. Okay, you can look up on Twitter at Leonard Bookit One. Okay, uh, and you can look at me on Instagram as Leonard Literacy. Look at you. I need to shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah dude. <laughs> got a better social game than you, bro. But, yeah, you can also see me on uh, YouTube uh, yeah. with a lot of my matches on there. Yeah. You can also visit the MAW shows because I will be there as well. Supporting my good friends. Yeah. Jerry Allricher and X. Jerry X going to give it to you, yeah. yeah. And the Jerry Actors. Yeah. Uh, that is your trio. We, um, we didn't really have time to really talk about that, but... Uh, well, that'll be for shows. part two. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah. Part two. When it comes back. Yeah. Of course. There'll be more, there'll be more new stuff then. <laughs> that I'll is be true. able to show you my complete surgery video of my neck. Oh. You're to see it open Ooh, and stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'll see that. <laughs> Good Lord. I want it to be like Tom Green, except oh, it'll yeah. be above the waist. <laughs> <laughs> no testes being removed. Nope. Oh, damn. <laughs> maybe one added, maybe. I don't know. I'm still... And uh, the MAW event coming up at Modest Brewing, correct? This no. Saturday? No. That's just the, the Academy and NAW. Just the Academy but, and NWA. But NWA. NWA I, I oh, did, wow. The funny thing is, if you look at episode three, they actually have a commercial for that on there. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh, wow. But yeah, the, uh, the Academy is going to be hosting a live event at the Modest Brewery. Uh, yeah. The NWA champion, 10 pounds of gold, will be on the line yeah. against Brandon Gore, which should be a knockdown match. Yeah. And to see this, yeah, and uh, I want to say the Lucha Bros, yeah, the Lucha or, Bros, maybe are, I know like uh, Airwolf and um, Angel Dorado, yeah, there's a there, I know they're wrestling, yeah, they're wrestling but, against the NWA tag team champions. Oh, that's yeah. the Lucha Bros, no, the, no, the Lucha Bros are challenging for the MAW tag team uh, champions, okay, okay. sorry, not the uh, MAW, sorry, I just said that again, yes, yeah, all this confusing. <laughs> the no, NWA they're the challenging for the NWA tag ah, team championships, okay. okay. And uh, I think the women's champion is going to be there too. Yeah. So it's going to be a, a literally a stacked show yeah. and beer. Yeah. Why not? Free beer. Like beer. You get a free that, beer when you. Yeah. There's get actually a, a thing on Facebook where if you tag, I think the person you want to bring, they're actually offering two free tickets. So oh. if you go on Facebook, I'm tag myself. Myself and my baby. Myself and my dog, aka me. They do allow dogs at the event, right? Yeah. It's modest brewing, baby. They always they do. do. They no, do. but I mean, seriously, if you can, go visit that show. The oh, show's going to be I'll amazing. Be is that this... ring going to be on top of the kegs? Because they do that for like uh, con- like they? local concerts. There's like, I'm assuming it's in that back area where all the kegs are. Yeah. They have a like stage that. made of kegs yeah. for the performers. I just think it'd be really interesting to have like a keg ring. <laughs> That'd be dope. That'd be crazy. That'd be heavy as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> the kegs would not make it. <laughs> um, but thank you so much for making it on tonight. No, thank you guys. I really appreciate you guys. Like, yeah, as I said, I'm fun, so man. appreciative that as I'm leaving, I'm gonna be shaking your guys' hands on the way out. Okay, hell yeah! <laughs> I do like the wrestling culture, man. I do want to take about a, a photo, and I wish I had a marker though. I kind of want you to sign it. Maybe next time. If you get rid of the ER, there's one right here in front of me. Oh, what? Oh. That was a joke. Um, <laughs> no, I wish I had eight by ten. You could, like put an eight by ten of like people who've been here. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. I mean, I see one of your dog already, but 
Wait, what? Oh, that was a, that was a joke. <laughs> Are you talking about your like, tag huh? team partner? Because very- <laughs> <laughs> that's messed up. He, he wasn't even been here, and I've been here. Wow. I need to up, I need to up my game. You can sign the other one of yeah. his face. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll sign his beard. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Jerry Allricher so, and X, because yeah. X is going to give it to you. Yeah, I asked him, why is that not his theme what? song? He was like, why would you ask that stupid question? <laughs> that's, that's his and so I just start playing always- it next to his ear. <laughs> it's obvious and it should be so when I, I'm, so, I'm sorry that, that kid when he, when he graduated came out of the academy I had like his first three matches with him all uh, outside yeah and yeah. that kid is literally amazing like yeah. he makes you laugh especially when he's in the car but that kid's gonna be something when he grows up I'm uh, next time gonna see him uh, why isn't his theme song X by Exhibit yeah that's what I'm saying <laughs> just find X. just yeah, find a bunch shit. of random ass theme songs with X in it <laughs> And see and see how he feels week in and week out as I see him. <laughs> yes, he's gonna smash my phone. <laughs> he probably good with that stare he gives. <laughs> I think we're friends on Facebook too. <laughs> I'm gonna send him uh, YouTube videos. X won't give it to you. <laughs> what? <laughs> but thank Come you on. everybody for listening. Uh, me, yeah, those can, that stayed all the way to the end. Thank I know. you. <laughs> you can you can catch me on Facebook at half pint uh, xum, um, or just facebook.com forward slash unpopular media. Um, I don't have a Twitter. Um, tisk tisk. I mean, well, I'm I add on popular media. I guess is my Twitter. This is, is going to be a third fall, by the way. Just the sponsoring part. So. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. It's a you, quick you third fall today. Should I do? Should I do a third like a ring for like a transition? Like, well, we, we already kicked out of the third one. We're just already, we're going out the cuff right now. That's we right. should do that. This is like this is a count out. Full things in off the cuff. Uh, where can we find you? You can find me Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify. You can follow my handle, the letter I, the letter M, Logan Michaels. Um, be on the lookout for a possible mixtape. I've been uh, making an album, but then I was like. Kind of been wanting to just rap on some lo-fi beats, yeah. so you know I'm not gonna give away too much, but I think in the process of an album, I want to release this mixtape, just have a little fun with it. Well, I mean, and, uh, if you're if you're in the middle of making if you're in the middle of making music, I might need to come to you for some theme music because yeah, like bro, yeah. let me do it. Let me be your Jim Johnson, man. Yeah. That's Actually, my gateway uh, in, dude. Well, I prefer Jim Jones, but yeah. <laughs> I tried to play the DMX version of Reading Rainbow. He was not pleased. <laughs> oh, no, I, well, I mean. That one, like, <laughs> let's get it on. I mean, I, I'll play that, but just there's too much, too much cussing, you know. Like, Nick. yeah, like, like, like kids <laughs> like me. Maybe I, I can make a remake to yeah. Reading Rainbow. Well, I'm Jam. just saying. I mean, like, if I actually have that, then as I'm coming out of the ring, I don't want kids yelling that word, like the N word, at me. Like, yeah, true. that's. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm Leonard, but not that word. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Leonard the <Yeah>. Nick. But everybody. <laughs> That could be my new my new gimmick, Leonard the Nagger, because I <laughs> nag about everything. That's pretty. Bad. I think it's gold. I think yeah. it's gold. Uh, you like might have just struck actually. gold, dude. I like that. <laughs> well, take the time off I'm, to. I think it's my thing. Character. I literally say I'm not a nagger. <laughs> my whole life, people have been calling me this. Yeah, <laughs> it's untrue. Well, I've been you know, discriminated ima- against my I whole can, life. Yeah, I can only imagine like my. my my long tights having the word nagger at the bottom <laughs> of it. Like, Gets all crunched up, the A, and yeah. this looks like an just I. Just treat it like bad, uh, man. 
uh, ECW style or like uh, the old school like Raw games where they had the tights yeah. with the lettering. Oh, it's yeah. just N A G G and G's all messed up because yeah. it's at the knee bin. <laughs> Road Dogs fans. Right. All right. Thank you everybody for listening. Have a good night, and uh, we will catch y'all next week. Peace. Yeah. Oh.